<laughs> watch this program. Oh, it's it's uh, eight o'clock right now. Just, just past eight o'clock. All right, I'm going to go ahead and um, call the fall board meeting. Um, this is not the fall board meeting. We were just talking about the trip to Cancun for BPI, so I, I've, I've jumped ahead. The April 25th telephonic board meeting, how sad, of the ACP Board of Directors. Um, and so, um, Denise, would you please call the roll? And we know that we will be getting a few more people as we go here. Deb Cook-Lewis. Present. Ray Campbell. Here. I'm here. David Trott. Here. Kim Charlson. Here. Chris Bell. Here. Jeff Bishop. Here. Donna Brown. Here. Gabriel Lopez-Cafati. Here. Terry Pacheco. Here. Doug Powell. Here. Rachel Schroeder. Here. Kenneth Simeon. Here. Connie Sims. Here. Jeff Tom. Yeah. Okay. Uh, BLP Rep Penny Reader. Here. Staff Dan Spoon. Here. Uh, and we only, I think the only other staff we have are uh, Nancy and Kelly. Okay, yes. Got it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And guests. Janet Dickelman. Janet's here. I am. Mm-hmm. Any other guests? That should Madam be it. Chair, Michael that- Garrett will be joining us later. Um, so thank you very much. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Excellent. Um, okay. So uh, now we will um, quickly review the agenda here. And I apologize. Mine is not numbered anymore. When I transferred it over, the numbering left because that was in Word. So um, the call to order, um, of course, by me, your interim president, the roll call we've had from uh, Denise Colley, secretary. Uh, then we are having the uh, review and approval of the agenda right now. Um, then re- uh, review and approval of the uh, minutes for the March 9th, 2023 DC leadership uh, conference board meeting uh, by uh, Denise Colley. And then uh, we will have a report on the DC leadership conference part participant survey from Kelly Gask and she's the manager of communications and then congratulations to Kelly on that and then uh, we will have discussion and consideration of the recommendations for the 2024 leadership conference which will be led by me Dan um, and uh, will include uh, the board in discussion. So uh, we do have recommendations for that. The next thing I want to do is make an adjustment to the agenda here and move Janet's report up. So Janet will then follow uh, the discussion of the DC leadership and recommendations uh, with the convention uh, report. And then we will have our mission moment where we will talk about uh, the fantastic efforts of Nancy Becker 
and the Minnesota staff, along with Sharon Lovering um, and the ACB affiliates themselves in uh, completing our membership certification process. And, of course, there will be uh, more analysis of that at the uh, June Convention Board meeting, but we wanted to highlight uh, some of that now and acknowledge the huge amount of work. Then um, we will have a report on the board policy project, uh, which Connie has been working on, overseen by Kim, and so they will talk about that. And we have some um, recommendations for moving forward. Uh, we uh, will talk about that when we get there. Uh, then um, the president's report, uh, where we will go over the schedule and a little bit of sort of how I am working things uh, right now. Um, and then we will have um, the uh, staff report, uh, which will be uh, Dan and uh, Nancy. Um, and um, so, um, um, whoops, I lost my place, sorry. And so they will give us a brief report, particularly on the move, but also other things that may be uh, relevant to, to chat about there. And I'm still losing my place. I'm sorry. Um, next, we have um, the. God. Oh, sorry. The next thing will be the Board of Publications report from Penny Reader. She will be focusing particularly on the candidates forum. And then we will have uh, an ACB Enterprise Services uh, board meeting. Uh, with uh, Michael Garrett, and we will be talking about um, uh, Dan Spoon's uh, resignation from the ACBES board and uh, determining about uh, replacement uh, for him. Uh, then uh, we will have uh, any additional committee reports as needed, and we'll be asking you to limit those to headlines only and things that need to be reported now because we just did um, more reporting in March. So if there is something, though, that you feel we need to know, um, absolutely, um, uh, we will talk about that. And then uh, we will go into um, an executive session, at which time we will stop the stream and we will um, have our executive session where we are going to talk about um, financial matters and, and other substantive things there. So uh, that will conclude the meeting, and I think we should be in pretty good shape. Um, are there I any changes? The All right. Second, Second Kenneth. All right. Uh, let's see. Was that Ray that moved? It was no, Chris. Chris. Chris, I'm it sorry. Chris. Yeah. That, I don't have the best headset for this, I think. Chris moved and Kenneth seconded um, that the um, agenda be um, adopted as uh, rearranged. <laughs> um, any discussion? My, All question, in yes? my only question is, uh, I, I, I haven't heard of the, uh, or maybe I don't remember it, uh, the, board the board policy, I'm not sure what that is. Well, when about. we get there, you will, you will get reminded. Okay, so um, we have, okay. So yeah. we haven't had any paperwork on that or anything? Uh, no, you did not receive any paperwork on that. We'll explain that. You will be receiving some. But uh, we it wasn't quite ready for prime time distribution. So um, we, uh, we're holding on that a little bit and just going to give you an update about how that's going and what we're doing. And, okay. and uh, so it's, it, it's not going to really require an action. Okay. Thank at you. At this stage. Sure. 
Any any additional questions? All right, Dan, hearing none. Oh, oh go Dan, ahead. Yes. It's somewhat unrelated. There's um, an additional person's come on called iPhone 8. That could be Jeff. That is me. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, all right. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you, Terry. Right. I was going to ask that. Thank you. Okay. That is relevant. Okay, good. So now we are all here. Uh, any other discussion? Yeah, this is David. Uh, yes. Could we have a brief discussion? I mean, really brief. Uh, and you outlined, you and I had this conversation about, uh, you know, we got a lot of new board members. Uh, could we kind of outline things that would be good for board members to attend at convention? Yes, I'm going to be talking a little bit about that during my report because oh. it's part of my, what I, I want to discuss is, is what I need people to basically be doing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. And if I forget any, because we did talk about that, you can remind me. Yeah, but I do actually have that as part of my report. Okay, then we don't need an extra thing. Either. No, no, I don't think okay. so. Mm -hmm. right. But thanks for bringing it up because I didn't mention it, so that's fair. Mm -hmm. Anything else? All right. All in favor of adopting the agenda as reorganized, please say aye. 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 Any, any opposed? Okay, aye. thank you. Who's a, somebody opposed? No, you can't. <laughs> Don't give our people, interim president people, a hard time now. People who have worked with me on the BOP knows what happens when you vote no on these kinds of things. So I wouldn't do it. <laughs> what, what hat? Well, maybe I'll do No, you don't want to know. You know what? You get the related assignment, is what you get. So, <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. All right. We are now to the review and approval of the minutes for March 9th <coughs> as slightly revised. This is Doug. I, I move, I that, we, move uh, that we accept the minutes, uh, the amended minutes. As all right. Doug moves. And, and Terry seconds. Terry seconds. All right. And any discussion? Hearing none. Uh, all in favor of accepting the minutes as revised? Please say aye. 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 And any opposed? And I would really be careful on this one because secretary would be what you get to do. <laughs> you, <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Next, we have our report on the DC Leadership Conference Participant Survey uh, with Kelly. And... Um, and uh, this was pretty fun. We had a, a good response to the survey, and we got a lot of data. She's going to, and there was a document and a spreadsheet in the board Dropbox related to this. Um, but she's going to go over it, and um, then we will then talk to you about the proposal uh, that we have for 2024 based on this and other information. So. Hey, good evening, you guys. So as um, Deb mentioned, there is the um, fully fleshed out document that is in the board Dropbox uh, that you guys received. So I'm going to touch on some highlights so I don't take too long. Some of the stuff that I'm going to address is really going to be addressed in the comments. So um, so 92 people uh, responded to the survey. We had 54% um, of the respondents were virtual only. There were 9% uh, of the resp respondents that were in-person only. And then 35% uh, were a combination of virtual and in-person. So we got a good 
um, mm-hmm. breadth of, of people and, and what they, um, well, how they attended. Um, so both the president's meeting and the legislative seminar, people were satisfied with the content of that. I will say that the, um, for the legislative seminar, we had more people that responded that were very satisfied that seemed like overall that had the most positive feedback between the two. Um, the fireside chat, I'll go into this a little bit more in the, the comments, but um, there are some some mixed views, um, predominantly satisfied and very satisfied, but there was a little bit more neutrals and um, not satisfied as well. We had uh, five neutrals, four not satisfied, and one very dissatisfied, which you know, somebody was very upset about. It, so <laughs> um, then um, we also had, um, uh, you know, pretty satisfied with the pre-recorded material. Um, some people were neutral and some people were very satisfied, but overall, predominantly 44% of everyone answered that they were satisfied. Um, additionally, the, the same thing for the audio quality uh, for the virtual event, that was um, 47% were very satisfied and 41% were satisfied. Um, I'll go into some of the in-person features that people liked a little bit more in the comments. Um but overall, uh, for the currency rally, we had great feedback. Uh, 35% of people were very satisfied, and uh, 12% of respondents were, were satisfied. So um, overall, everybody was, was very satisfied with that. Um, <clears throat> so let's see. Um, I'll go over some of these more in the comments. Um, I will say that for the in-person portion, um, it seemed like, you know, predominantly most people were either very satisfied or satisfied with the hotel. 21% were very satisfied and 13% were satisfied with 3% neutral, 1% not not satisfied and 2% very dissatisfied. Um, uh, as far as the communications uh, for in-person registrants that were distributed prior to the event. Um, Excuse me, Kelly. Mo- uh-huh. I'm sorry, but uh, on, the, on that hotel thing. So uh-huh. were you pulling from all of the respondents when you got those percentages? Because uh, So there's, uh, a, there's a not applicable category for anybody that wasn't there in person. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that was listed in the instructions as well for the for the survey. So at the, at the top, it said, you know, if you didn't attend the in-person event or for the virtual, and if you didn't in, uh, attend the virtual event, um, you know, please answer not applicable, which I should have mentioned. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, but uh, even if, so if you subtract out the, non, the non-applicable, the, the percentages are still from the full from the full uh, range of, of respondents, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they should actually be from the respondents for whom it was applicable. So then yeah, that makes my, it a lot point, higher. Exactly. Number. My yeah. point is that yeah. it sounds really low, but a lot of yeah. people for uh, it was not applicable for quite a few people. So right. even right. though it was thirteen percent, that's thirteen percent of the of the people who actually came to the hotel. You know, right. I mean, it, I mean it, it's more. It's more. It's higher. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that, you know, for that last question about the hotel, uh, nearly 60% of people uh, responded not applicable. So thank you for bringing that up, Doug. Yeah. I was just going through that. I, for, I forgot to bring that part up. And that's that's pretty important, right? 
So yes, if you really look at that, probably 90% of the people that actually right. had an opinion because they were there were very satisfied or very yeah. satisfied. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how we actually needed to calculate the percentages is on the actual people who could respond, not on the total people who weren't even there. Yeah. So then and it makes the, the response rate much higher. Deb? Um, as a percentage, yeah. Terry? Yes. And to further, just for a little bit of further clarification on that, the number of, this is where I think Doug's issue comes in, and I noticed it as well, is the number of people who skipped those questions is considerably lower than the number of people who were only at the in-person in many cases. The one that particularly jumped out at me was um, the tours. If you look at the number of people who didn't, who skipped that question, it the number does not come anywhere close to equalizing the 55. There were lots of people who did not go on the tours, Terry, who came there, to the event. I am aware of that. Yeah. I was yeah. there too. But yeah. the point is that you could do that with any, with many of those questions. Right. right. It comes um, out. I'm a statistic analyst, so I'll, I'll just. Yeah, okay. I think people need to think very clearly, very carefully about this survey. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Sorry sorry yeah. to interrupt, Deb. Uh, do, yeah. do you think somebody could check on the stream? I just got a uh, text. Uh, that, Jeff, that... is the stream, Jeff is streaming. Uh, Jeff, is is the stream working? Jeff Bishop, are you there? Did we lose Jeff? Um, Karen, Karen says we're still up. Okay. We're still Karen, up. Karen says we're up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you guys. So, mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Uh -huh. So let's go back to the um, report then. Okay. So um, let's see. Um, so like I said, I'm going to address some of these um, in the comments as well. Um, uh, so the, the last question that I was on was about the communications for virtual and in-person registrants uh, were easy to understand and provided all necessary information. Um, I will say that 48% uh, strongly agreed, 37% uh, agreed, and then there were um, five neutral, uh, two, uh, I'm sorry, 5% neutral, 2% disagreed, and 3% strongly disagreed. So there is only 2% that were non-applicable for that one. Um, and then if we go to um, uh, social activities are a major factor in deciding whether to attend the leadership conference virtually or in person, um, I would say 22% uh, strongly agreed. 26% agreed, 22% were neutral, 16% disagreed, and then 6% um, strongly disagreed with 6% answering not applicable. So that was kind of all over the, the place as far as social activities being a major factor in attending the leadership conference. Um, the big one that, you know, I saw the, the next question was that, you know, the loca location ease of getting there is a major factor in determining whether to attend the leadership conference virtually or in person. 48% uh, 
which was the majority of all the answers, uh, said that they strongly agreed that, you know, that the location and easing and ease of getting there was a major factor. And then 29% of people just answered agreed. So that that was a huge factor in whether or not people attended virtually or in person. Um, the same goes for cost. Um, 41% of people strongly agreed that cost was a major factor and 28% of people agreed um, versus the, the 41% were strongly agreed. So that's a, that's a big component on whether or not people attend virtually or in person. Um, tours, again, were all over the place. Um, there was some people that said, you know, strongly agreed. There was 11% that said that tours were a factor in attending the leadership conference in person with another 11% with agreed. But then there was 21% that were neutral, 23% of people who disagreed, and then 18% of people who strongly disagreed. So uh, that was all over the place. It seems like some people are more interested in the content than the tours themselves. Um mm -hmm. And then let's see. So um, one of the other uh, factors was the ability to meet with congressional representatives in person. Um, that also was all over the place with 12% strongly agreeing, 3% uh, agreeing, 9% that were neutral, 17% that disagreed, and 10% that strongly disagreed with 46% that answered not applicable. So the people that are meeting with their representatives, um, you know, they might have found success um, in, in virtual meetings and others still might prefer um, the in-person meetings. I've heard some people like those more because they, they feel like the face-to-face -face is a little bit, you know, easier to make an impact. Um, so that, that kind of explains the answer for that. Um, additionally, we had, um, uh, a question that asked if there was an adequate balance of conference events and time to rest at the in-person leadership conference. Uh, that 6% of people strongly agreed, 23% of people agreed, 6% uh, were neutral, 3% disagreed, and 2% strongly disagreed with the majority, 58% answering not applicable. Um, this is the big question because we're going to have a discussion about this, but you know, in 2024, should ACB's leadership conference be offered as a virtual in-person or hybrid event? Uh, there were 15% of responses said that it should be virtual only. 8% of responses said it should be in-person only. And then 76% of responses said that it should be hybrid. So obviously, that's the vast majority of people would like a hybrid conference. Um, so I'm going to go over the comments. Um, I didn't pull out every single comment. There was a lot of comments, right? We had 92 people, uh, 92 people that actually responded to the survey. So what I did is I pulled out the, the comments that um, there was consistency with, with several comments um, to really see where the commonalities lied for what people enjoyed most and what, what should be done differently. So um, uh, for the virtual event, for what people uh, avoid, uh, what attendees enjoyed most, um, they really, a lot of people really like discussing legislative imperatives. They felt like it really prepared them for the whole meetings. And a lot of people found the discussions extremely um, interesting and engaging. So they did uh, a great job with that. Um, another item that, you know, I've heard from people over the list as well, but also in the survey is many people enjoyed attending the currency rally virtually. Um, we streamed it over YouTube, LinkedIn, 
and uh, Facebook and Twitter. And, um, you know, people were were tuning in. Um, I think it was also streamed on ACB Media as well. Um, so even though people couldn't make it and freeze uh, in the pouring rain with us, they could still be there um, in spirit, which was awesome. Um, uh, one of the other factors that's, you know, for any of our virtual events was that many people uh, really appreciated being able to participate from anywhere for the comfort of their home, from, you know, any location, and still be able to join in on the fun through the virtual event. Um, there was a specific focus on, um, you know, presentations during the virtual event. Uh, for, you know, on issues that people who are blind face. Um, there were so many comments about that. They found those engaging and interesting. Um, and um, they, you know, that was like the, those topics that really, you know, spoke to um, what what many people are going to really ap appeal to a lot of the people that I attended. Um, additionally, um, I will say in addition to that, um, you know, I heard a lot of uh, great feedback about the legislative seminar. So, um, you know, that everybody did a great job on that. Um, the uh, discussions on audio description, uh, we got several comments about how um, people really enjoyed those. Um, and then, you know, one part of the survey that, you know, we didn't really address was the Spanish language translation. And there were there were people that, that thought that that was really well done, really professional, really well done. Um, lastly, for the virtual event, um, uh, Sharon, I'm not, I'm going to pr pronounce her name incorrectly, and I apologize. Sharon Giovinazzo, who's the CEO of San Francisco Lighthouse for the Blind and Visually Impaired. Um, a lot of people really enjoyed her presentation, which I also really enjoyed. I thought it was great. Um, so as far as the in-person um, event goes, um, you know, I, I felt this when I was there in person as well, but there were many people who attended in person that really enjoyed the social aspects. So the camaraderie, the sharing, networking, meeting new people, getting to, to make new friends and, and experience, you know, new people, but also seeing old friends too. So um, that was that was also my favorite part of the the leadership conference, um, and they, I heard there were so many different comments about that. Um, the currency rally and reception. I mean the the currency rally just you know was really energizing and exciting, and even though we were all cold and everything, it was it was really neat. Um, as well as the rally reception, where people really got the chance to socialize and get to know one another and just chat because. Um, you know, that's, that's one of our, <laughs> our ACB tendencies. We all really like <laughs> to talk to each other, which is really cool. So, um, additionally, the, um, ACB centric discussions that were in person went really well, um, and the presentations from external partners like NLS and the Space Telescope Science Institute, a lot of people really enjoyed those. Um, people did, there were some positive and some negative comments about the tours, but I would say the majority of them were positive. Um, and people also really liked the dine around because they got to socialize and visiting um, uh, Capitol Hill in person as well. Um, there was a few people that really liked that too. So what what we need to do differently, what we need to learn from, um, I mean, I've, I think everybody felt this. The length of the conference was far too long. Uh, we had so many comments about the, the length of the conference. It was just just most of most of the comments that were on there were about that. So um, there are some people who feel like they need to choose between our leadership conference and convention now 
which uh, is not good. And then um, there are attendees who, you know, just were on Zoom and they they had pretty bad Zoom fatigue because it was a lot to sit through in, in many days. And then there, you know, there were also comments about, you know, it was hard for people who weren't to actually attend and participate because um, they just didn't have the time to take off. Um, I also heard that there were too many connection shows and that the information was somewhat rep- repetitive. I think there was a recommendation to limit them, um, you know, a little bit so that um, there, there was just less of them. Um, uh, this was something that we realized during the event, there was no hard copies of the legislative imperatives at the in-person conference. Um, and people really needed those to give them to, uh, the representatives. And that's, that was, that was a a big mistake that we need to make sure we, we do not make again next year. Um, the people who could not make the in-person event could not experience the content. And a lot of people felt like they really missed out and they thought that that was unfair. Um, a lot of people want to want more time for questions and discussion from attendees at the virtual portion. Um, that's kind of a slippery slope, right? Because, <laughs> you know, you want to make sure that you give the presentations enough time. But, you know, a lot of people wish that they could really get, you know, some feedback. Um, also, the in-person, for the in-person portion, um, we had a choice uh, with the breakout sessions between the ACB-centric sessions and the partner presentations. And there were some people who really wished that they didn't have to choose between the two. They wanted to attend both. Um, there was also a trolley um, by the hotel in Old Town. And um, there are some people that found out about that on the last day. So they wish they had known because it would have helped them explore the area more. Uh, two last little tidbits here. Um, I got some feedback that the fireside chat needs some improvement. Um, it needs to be reworked or, you know, just we need to figure out something a little bit different for next year. And then um, we also need to announce the event earlier uh, because anybody that wants to travel, you know, you don't want to be scheduling your um, your flights and stuff last minute because it costs more. So um, I rattled through all of that, but that that is all the, the feedback I have on the survey. Kelly, mm-hmm. can I, first of all, let me thank you for it. I think you've done a very good job with the, with the survey. Um, thank you. But I have been asked a question, and I, it had struck me at the same time. Can you tell me if there was a reason why the National Library Service focus group was not included on the survey? Um, uh, what, do you, what do you mean that they weren't included on the survey? I'm sorry. Because they, they, so the the National Library Library Service, they were. Um, I I guess I didn't. List that wasn't their names. Defo- that was one of our exhibitors, Terry. And so they, when we asked you if you liked those presentations, that what the focus groups were technically technically the ACB items. So we didn't actually individually ask about any any of the whether it was the parks thing or the, uh, you know, we didn't no, ask we about did- those. Yeah, we did ask so, about things like the park, like the park. Yeah, stuff. we asked about as them a as a group, as a group, though. Can I finish? Yeah, as, so I missed, I missed putting an NLS. Yeah, okay. As an exhibitor, we had them in one of the breakout rooms. If they were they an exhibitor. Had, then we should have, made, then I'm asking, why weren't mm-hmm. they included as an exhibitor? That was the question that I was asked. Yeah. 
So, um, so sorry, Terry. Um, so I, we had question eight was um, grading the external partner presentations. And I put a couple examples, but I didn't stick NLS as an example in there. It's got the Space Telescope Science Institute, American yeah. American Printing House, and mobile voting and everything. So we should have probably was, listed them all. Yeah. 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 We, yeah we exactly. Because I think that, that was confusing. And that's what Terry is, is noting yeah. there is that mm -hmm. it was confusing. They weren't listed with that. So I'm, I apologize mm -hmm. for that, Terry. Yeah. Well, no, it's just a couple of people that have mentioned it um have felt that it was kind of a slap in the face and i know oh us. well i don't it wasn't intended to be <laughs> no no not intended mm -hmm. any other questions deb why we have a break uh the stream is just fine we're getting reports oh. of uh one person who's having an issue in california and we're okay. trying to troubleshoot it but no everything's been fine yeah yeah, they should, maybe they, yeah, that's once in a while I've seen it where, thanks for that, Jeff, once in a while I've seen it where there's actually a, just a, a geo blocking based on a cable provider or something that's temporary, so. It, that's I think it's a caching it. issue, and we're trying yeah. to get her to restart the device, so. Yeah, okay. Okay, thank so, you so much. yep, sorry All about right. that, I'm done. we're working Excellent. on it. All right, thank you, good, okay. All right, any additional uh, questions for Kelly? I, I think, I mean, the working through these surveys is kind of a work in progress for us. And um, I think the comments are as, as telling as the other data. And I recognize that um, in compiling the other data, what we needed to actually do was, was withdraw the NAs from each response so that your responses would be, your total would be different for each answer, for each question, but that's how you would then arrive at, the people who responded because uh, the NA was just a way for them to not respond. Um, they also, I suppose, run into the possibility that people don't understand what NA means and they respond anyway, but you can't help that. So um, I think the comments are really, really telling. So, um, yeah. yes. Kelly, Kelly, thank you for all of that good work and for everybody who did uh, work to put all that hard work into compile all of that. That certainly can't be easy to do. Um, I don't remember actually seeing the comments in the documents that we were sent. Um, There's a document in the Dropbox. Okay, okay, because I I was gonna say I I didn't. It's see in the Dropbox. It's okay. in the it's yeah, in the Dropbox. I don't Dropbox. know if it. But, I'm gonna no, double check to make sure it yeah. exported the comments. Was from Dropbox. Yeah, I yeah. think I need to do a it it a survey Survey Monkey is a little weird with the way that it exports surveys, so I might need mm -hmm. to export a new file that has all of the individual comments in it. So I will. Uh, yeah, I just like to. I just. I'm mean, not right. that I'm. Yeah. I'd like to read through them and see what. Yeah, people I believe say. there is a document. I'm not looking at the Dropbox right now, but I believe there is actually the document that you did extract the comments from. And I think it's actually in the Dropbox. If it's not, I'll look after the meeting. And if it's not, I'll put it there. Okay, so, thanks. Because um, that's I where I got my stuff from was the Dropbox. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought I looked and I thought I saw it. But if I... I the survey if, was there, but the comments didn't appear to be. Kelly, okay. I, don't think, okay. I don't think I added the comments, Kelly. That would be amazing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. That's I'm, me. It's okay. it's like the the summary of all the comments because they didn't export yeah. with the um. So yeah, yeah, we will send that. that. We'll okay. we'll send that out. I'll send that out. <laughs> I can you. send that out. That's okay. easy. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. So um. Yeah, we've got that. So sorry about that. But she did go over them. She did go over them all. So 
Um, if there's no more uh, specific questions for Kelly, I'd like to move on to um, some discussion uh, of the recommendations that we have. And keep in mind that those are based on the survey somewhat, of course, but also um, on some other logistical issues. Um, so one of the things that we heard loud and clear, um, both in the comments in the survey and just as people shared, was that um, it was really difficult for people to have the two the two separate sets of session, you know, the virtual piece followed by the hybrid piece. And it was difficult for them to be able to attend both because of the amount of contiguous time it took, you know, two weeks, basically. So um, uh, we also, you know, heard and valued the discussion of the hybrid, um, you know, the event that people did feel that if, if possible, that that was the strongest um, way to do this as much as possible. And we know that if we want to have an event in the DC area that we actually need to start the process much earlier um, with respect to getting a hotel and getting the other logistics together. And so that's why we're coming with the broad strokes of a plan now rather than waiting uh, a while like we might have. So we're actually um, thinking um, about in terms of a recommendation of going back a little bit more to the type of event that we used to have where we would have a day for the board meeting and then we would have um, some time, day and a half or so, that would be um, a president's type meeting material, leadership uh training of some sorts and um and and less in terms of reporting or whatever uh, because we have so many ways now to get information out to members and more focused on and skill sets or whatever needed to happen um was was agreed to but that time frame that that would be in person and hybrid that there would be another a day and a half that would be basically the legislative piece and that piece would be hybrid that interspersed in those would be the possibility of one or two tours not a large number like we actually uh tried to do this time but one or two that would be uh, some kind of social event like the dine around and possibly some exhibitors and external focus uh people uh, like the things that we had um, this time that were uh, sponsors or or for some other reason would be valuable to have in. So in other words, the potpourri of events, but that it would spread across um, three or four in-person days and then be followed by the option of the Hill visits um, if, if people wanted them. So I'm trying to remember, uh, Dan and Nancy and Kelly, are we, we, we were going to have the board meeting on Thursday or Friday. I've forgotten now which, where, where we started with this. Um, and then the weekend would be the legislative, the, the rest of the seminar. And then Monday would be your, yeah, oh, Monday would be the end of the legislative seminar. And the, and the reason that that, the reason that that has to be the case is because if you're going to have um, speakers that are government employees or, or other people that would be relevant to your, um, to, to your, uh, 
you know, event, those are people that are only usually available during the week. So you would clean up that on, have that on Monday like we used to, and then Tuesday would be your Hill visit day. So we would provide hybrid um, of all of the actual session events and then have the additional activities um, around it. Right. I think the time frame we were tentatively looking towards would be starting on Friday, uh, March first, yeah. uh, with perhaps with the board meeting, and then have, you know, presidential and legislative imperative activities Saturday, Sunday, Sunday and, Monday, and Monday. Right. And then the Hill visit on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that way on kind of like we used to do. Yes, I, except that it would like be more hybrid. To, yeah. Be, be more hybrid and more interactive and not the everybody sitting in a room, you know, mm-hmm. listening for, for eight hours. You know, yeah, that, we could still have the focus type groups like we did at this one. If, if, if desired, we could still have some uh, external activities like a tour or something that could be an option. Um, we could have some things going on at same times in that, in that way. But the, all of the main meat of the, you know, of both conferences, of both pieces of the conference would be hybrid. This yeah, is Kenneth. Chris, Chris Bell has his hand up. Chris? He's headed up for a while. All right, yeah, Chris. Um, thanks. Um, so I'm wondering, <clears throat> as to the comments, the, the sort of seemingly contradictory comments of it was too long, but we didn't, we didn't have enough time for questions. Um, I'm wondering if next year we could think about having some sessions that were longer intentionally in order because they were important topics to a lot of people and in order to allow more time for questions as opposed to have all of the uh, Mm -hmm. the workshops to be uh, basically one time one amount of time Mm -hmm. Um, i'm sure we could have lots of flexibility about figuring that out i think um yeah people felt the whole event was too long i don't think they thought individual workshops were too long but in general we did notice that people did not time their workshops to allow for questions and that's a piece of feedback that we we got in addition to noticing it so so yeah we could think about whether to um, encourage people more strongly and people don't want to necessarily sit through really really long sessions um, but but you know yes we, we we're not going to try to plan the event tonight in in that respect right. But um, so what we're really looking for tonight is feedback about whether people feel that moving it and consolidating it into that type of event with that mix of activities. And then we can determine much closer exactly how it lays out. This is Kim. Okay. And then put put me in the queue also, please. So, Deb, we have Gabe. And Doug, that also have their hands up. I don't know if you want board members. I would to really raise their prefer. Hands. I would really prefer that you just ask for the floor, please. And then be a lot easier because then Nancy doesn't have to keep watching for hands. I'm not watching for hands. So um, Ray was next. Actually, Kenneth was, and I'll Kenneth, go after oh, Ken, Kenneth. Ken, okay, Ray, Kenneth, and then Ray. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I, I like the idea. Uh, one question, though, uh, <laughs> uh, related to concerns about Hill Day visits, mm-hmm. uh, some of our members really hoped that we would consider transportation and volunteers being available. I'm hoping that we would consider that uh, if we move forward with the plan that we have. 
I know that we um, have all, have tried in the past to have volunteers, and if we can, we would. I think transportation is very, very difficult to provide because uh, basically people have all of their hill visits at different times and at different entrances. And so um, in the past, we have not provided transportation, but we have um, worked hard to try to find some volunteers. I think um, that volunteers in general are a lot harder to find than they used to be. So whether we can produce that is always hard to say, but I, I think it's a well-taken thing. The other thing I think we need to do is um, perhaps have more uh, formal discussion or you know training around how to um, how to maneuver in the hill environment because um, many of us have done this with no volunteers and I've seen people do it with um, much less O and M you know good 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 skill training, you know, than they, than they might otherwise have needed or had. And part of that is um, making arrangements with the office you're in to help you get to the next one. And that almost 100% works. So um, I think probably part of it is actually sort of um, working that part through a little bit better with people. Um, we certainly could look for volunteers. Transportation may be um, not a practical thing to try to provide. Yes. But um, but but yeah, I, I'm, all of this is up for discussion as we actually plan the event for sure. Uh, my question again is: Is this the kind of event we want to have? Uh, Ray, I think you were next. Yeah, thank you, Madam Madam President. Um, I will say that um, I like the plan. It's very, very close to what the, the reasons I like it is it's very close to what we've done before, which I thought worked out really well. And the other thing that it does is it puts the Hill Visit Day on Tuesday. And mm -hmm. in the past, what we've been told is it's actually better to do those on Tuesday rather mm -hmm. than Monday, because a lot of times they're flying back in Monday. So yeah. um, you, you get a chance to uh, uh, meet. Now, now, this year, what we found out was when we went up there was they actually were all out. The house, the house was out of session that right. week. Right. We so, were too late. Yes. Yeah, we, we, we needed. That's why we're proposing a, mm. earlier. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that. So, yeah, that sounds good. Um, I really like the idea of, um, it, it, of uh, that. And I don't want to get into too much planning uh, tonight, like you said. I mm -hmm. just would like to say that I do hope one of the things we can really look at as we put the program together next year, if we go this route, is more breakout sessions so that people mm -hmm. can we can get more programming in that way and people mm -hmm. can go to things they're interested mm -hmm. and you get smaller groups and you can have that question and discussion that, that that's so important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if we do that, then that reduces what we can do in hybrid because we're not, it's really hard to keep, to do all that breaking out and have all that be hybrid. So um, that's, but there are many kinds of sessions as we saw with our focus groups that we did have this year that work really well that way. And so um, whether we have a lot of sessions or um, whether you know, whether we, we can Zoom all year. So, you know, we don't have to do all these things at that leadership conference. You know, we're we're offering content to people all year long. So, you know, we can if we if we do break are, are able to have breakouts at leadership, I think that's fine. But if we decide not to, 
then I think we should just really use it to capitalize on the time that we uh, to to do the in person things. But um, yeah, for sure, we'll have to figure all that out. Um, let's see, David, Wait. were you next? Uh, oh, Gabe. Oh, Gabe was next. Okay. Yes. <laughs> all so, right. Um, question. Um, so, if the consideration that we're having is mm-hmm. to go hybrid uh, or not, why not go to the original format, which was the board meeting on Saturday, then uh, workshops or uh, sessions Sunday and Monday, and then uh, Hill visits on Tuesday? Um, because now, like you said, Deb, uh, with with all the year-round content that we have in Zoom, uh, for example, we don't have to dedicate so much time in D.C. for, for example, leadership, I mean, legislative training in terms of the imperatives. You know, Clark and Swatha have been doing them uh, weeks in advance, and uh, they are podcasted, so... Uh, I'm I'm just trying to address the concern mm-hmm. that many people had uh, and this uh, from the survey, which was the length. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say my proposal would be to just go back to the original format of Saturday board meeting, uh, Sunday Monday the workshops, and Tuesday legis- uh, uh, Capitol Hill visit, and just make uh, the board meeting and Sunday and Monday hybrid. So if we did that, um, would you? Um, uh, um, propose that we uh, have sit-down meetings like we used to for whatever content we decide should be in person, or would you still want to try to include some social activities? Or, um, you know, how how would you like to if we if we cut a day off of it? That's what we'd be do uh, really doing um, is cutting one day away. Just to answer Deb's question, I would yeah. I would definitely cut up some of the social activities and then just keep the regular format of the workshops because if 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 it gets to the point where where people have to feel that this is almost indirect competition with convention, where people have to decide one or the other, you know, convention is already a week long by nature, so that's where we leave you know, our, our social and, and tours activities. Okay. All right. Um, let's see who, uh, who, there was someone bef- after Gabe that was David, was it you? Doug Powell, Doug Powell. And then I also wanted okay. to speak. Okay. Okay. Um, Doug? Kim wanted to speak too. Okay. Let's, let's yeah, do and Doug. Da- and David did not want to speak. Okay. Let, oh, David does not want to speak. Oh, what a day. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be Doug, Terry, and then Kim. Doug? Um, can you hear me? Yes. Then, okay, thanks. I wasn't sure whether I was muted or not. Um, uh, so, one, so one of the things that I uh, wanted to express was that I'd like more time between the uh, leadership conference and the deadline for the pre, uh, pre-reg information for the convention. Um, I found it really difficult to schedule uh, pre-convention meetings with the, you know, committees and affiliates beforehand when we had um, legislative imperatives for a week and then uh, 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 virtual for a week and then, you know, and then in person for a week. It felt really felt like three week and uh, Mm -hmm. and and right at the wrong time for us to try to, you know, uh, 
zero right. in on the convention right. materials. Right. So that's what we've heard. That's consistent. Yeah. So now my question is what we're trying to find out what we do want. We we've got well, a very I, consistent Right. And what I'm what I'm proposing is that it be even earlier than March first. We always used to do it in February. So I, I don't see why we can't do it in February again. Okay, we can, yeah, we can look into that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let's see. It was Terry. Yeah, actually, February was uh, always recommended to us by both our internal advocates and by people over Capitol Hill. February is a much better time to do it than March, especially if you're trying to get sponsorships. Um, the other thing that I was going to um, request or suggest is that I think it's great to do a tour uh, for going, ba- especially going back to the way we used to, to the time frame we used to use. Um, those we used to do a tour, whether it was to go see the Capitol Steps or uh, a murder mystery, or we did a play. We went to an audio described play at the Kennedy Center one year. Um, various and sundry things. We did them in the evening and people actually bought their tickets for the Kennedy Center, what have you, something like that. I do think that it it makes a lot more sense whether um, we go with Gabriel's idea of having the board meeting on Saturday or leaving it on Friday, that that should be a little bit more of an, we should be pushing as a bit more of an incentive for our members, for the people who are there as um, for leadership development to be in attendance of it and not be off on a tour during the board meeting. Just a thought. Thank you. Okay. Um, let's see. Kim. Um, yeah, I, I think just a couple things I wanted to point out. Certainly, I do recall the February um, leadership times in the past. And I also recall that February is not the best month for weather. And there were many a year when, when we battled, you know, poor weather. So March can be a little bit better, which is a positive thing, but you know, nothing's perfect. But my, my other comment to Gabe is if, and he was referencing that go back to the way we used to do it, well, the way we used to do it was Friday was the board meeting and then Saturday mm-hmm. was the president's meeting into half of Sunday That's and then right. the other half of Sunday and Monday were the legislative seminars and the Hill visit. So the, and that's what we're really still what proposing. Proposing uh, initially when we started this conversation is, quote unquote, the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. So um, and, and I do understand the the concept behind, you know, the way we did it this year, it really was a long, because we had Saturday, Sunday, and then we had half a day, Monday, half a day, Tuesday, that was virtual. Then Wednesday was, you know, open. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, it could go back to your, your normal life and return to regularly. It, it was really travel no, day. No, you couldn't. We had to travel. <laughs> travel day. Exactly. That was, for some people, it was a travel day. Yeah. yeah. So, could you, could Thursday you, could you this check year, your... Thursday this year was the board meeting. Friday was the rally and, and on to through right. through the end of the week. So it was really a very intense, compact process. And, and I think, you know, returning to the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is mm-hmm. probably a good compromise to it's too long. 
or trying to squish so much together in the time that we're allotting ourselves that people get frustrated again and say there was too much scheduled. We never had a down moment. There was no time to relax and talk and some of those things that they value a lot. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's Sorry, see. Kim, could you, would you be able to, ch- I know you were president at, uh, when we did it mm-hmm. the old way. Mm-hmm. Would mm-hmm. you be able to check your records? Because I'm almost 99% sure that our board meeting was on Saturday. Because mm-hmm. I remember that the BP, the BP also ha- had an event on Friday that Scott Marshall put together. And I remember that everyone flew in on Friday and the board meeting was Saturday. Then president's meeting on Sunday, legislative Monday, because, you know, I remember this game. I know in 15 it was. Right. It was Saturday was the board meeting, because what I'm looking at is and and I'm sorry to cut in in again. But if if you look at the board meeting on Friday, that means that uh, we, you know, board meeting starts at 9 a.m. We have to fly in to D.C. on Thursday afternoon or evening and fly back home on Wednesday after Capitol Hill. So that makes it, we're back to a full week, almost. As opposed so to three weeks, though. Comment that that um, you're, not, you're not wrong, but when I became president, we were doing the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. But I tried um, <laughs> somewhat, um, well, mostly unsuccessfully to shorten the time because of exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, to try to compress things a little bit and have, have like the president's <laughs> meeting on Saturday, have the legislative seminars to start Sunday. And, and I did rotate to Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, but that didn't really go over very well. And so it, I can't remember which year we started moving things back again, but it did, it did mm, happen. Okay. Um, whether okay. it was 19 or 18, I'm not sure which, which year it was or 20 even, maybe it was 20, <laughs> but um we kind of went back because we realized that it really wasn't working out as far as attendees being satisfied with what we were scheduling for them. So. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for mm-hmm. coming. This is mm-hmm. Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. So um, I, I'm, I'm going to associate myself pretty much with Kim's comments. I think she was very cogent on it, but I do have a question. Um, assuming that there is not a return on the hill to a desire for uh, in-person visits as opposed to Zoom ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will be, there will obviously be a, a big incentive not to come um, because of cost and other things. Um, is this an issue at all with respect to? the contract that we get for the hotel that, that I just that raised that I don't know the answer. Hopefully you can tell me. Nancy or Janet, can you comment on the, um, on the generally how this hotel contract stuff works with respect to numbers? I'm not involved with the contract in DC. So I really, but it, Basically, whatever you book with the hotel, normally you have to meet 80 to 85 percent of the rooms that you book so that you don't fall below your requirements. Right. This particular year, we had 
because of the pandemic, been able to work out some pretty favorable attrition rates, right? So I think we had, uh, I believe uh, it was 200, we had to, we had to book 250 nights throughout the, the time, but they allowed us up to a 50% attrition rate, which is really unheard of. So that's not going to happen again. again yeah. you know, that, that was negotiating in the height of the pandemic. Um, and we don't, um, we don't have a contract in place right now. So a couple things we've learned, and this is kind of trying to figure out the right date, um, you know, President's Day is the 19th of February next year. Um, we we used to do it that next weekend mm-hmm. after President's Day, and that was really difficult for the staff because you were coming right out of a holiday weekend into a, a blitzkrieg. Week. Yeah, and with a short yeah. week. Uh, and so the feedback we had gotten back uh, a year or so ago for this year was don't you know, don't, 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 please, if you can, don't, don't do that to us. And it also kind of got us back to where we were almost a budding uh, sagebrush, you know, which, mm-hmm. which is the weekend before. Um, and so what happened to us this year, because we did the two weekends, it moved into the, um, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th type thing, which then got us into spring break and everybody was off for spring break. So it feels like the sweet weekend there is that first weekend in March when the um, the Congress is in session. It's between the President's Day break and the spring break. They're not back very long <laughs> in, in, that, in, that, in that window. Um, so that's why we kind of picked that week. Uh, and, and, and of course, it's up to the up to the board, uh, you know, how, how long we would like it to, to, to go. I will say, you know, the shorter number of nights, uh, you're going to have to, you probably have to have a commitment for higher participation for those yeah. nights to, to justify giving us the conference rooms and all that. If we do have the extra day to spread it across, that gives us more flexibility in negotiating the contract nights. So. so, so, Madam President, just to conclude my comment, I, I, I heartily agree with the plan as you've laid it out, um, but I see a potential for it not working as well as it might. But you, know, you got to go with the best mm-hmm. you can. Yeah, that, so. it's a struggle no matter what we do. Believe me, yeah. these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. This is Connie. Connie. Hi, Deb. Thanks, Madam President. Um, I just want to concur with Jeff. I I think, you know, what you're proposing is a good um, suggestion. And I think, you know, I think we try for it and, you know, hope for the best. And, you know, it, it, we aren't going to know until we try it again. But I, I think, you know, doing the Friday board meeting and being done, definitely, you know, March, it's, you know, I, I'd like it probably better in February, but February is a bad time to travel, mm-hmm. um, as you know, and I know oh, yeah. from, from where we come from. So, um, so I, you know, I think March, you know, is a good time. So, um, you know, with that, you know, I would just, if I do a recommendation that we move forward, make a, a motion that we um, go forward with this and 
um, with this so, idea. So Connie is moving. This is Terry. We, hold on, Terry. Can, Connie, um, Connie is making I, a motion. Can I second it? It's Donna. Yeah, and Donna will be seconding it, and then we'll go back for discussion. Um, that we um, accept the recommendation of the first weekend in March with the board meeting. I'm going to make sure I have it right. The board meeting on Friday with three days of of conference activity for the leadership and legislative conferences with uh, some external activities, social and other activities mixed into it, and the support as best we can determine for people to make hill visits if desired on Tuesday, um, which would certainly include um, whatever resources we can pull together to include volunteers, et cetera, but that that would be the day that we would support for that. And that's moved and seconded. And now we'll take discussion. Terry, did you have some? Yes. I, all I wanted to do, what I've been asking for the floor for is a possible uh, uh, I can't get the word out that I wanted. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, uh, Something that we haven't really considered, but I think might be a good possible solution is to hold the board meeting from nine to, I mean, I'm sorry, from one to five on Friday and nine to one on Saturday. That would still leave you Saturday afternoon and Sunday for the president's meeting and uh, and part of Sunday or at least into Monday for legislative seminar. And in that way, we would be, Tying up the board, people, especially those who work, have a much better opportunity for getting in early that morning or very late, not having to take Thursday off from work, that kind of thing, that we could we could split that into a half and half. Well, some of us who fly have to, the, the way the airlines work now, there isn't, for yeah, anybody that's flying, there's come no in. coming in at noon. There's yeah. no coming right. in at there, noon. There, right. there, there, is, there is a lot of coming in at noon from some parts no. of the country. I was thinking and particularly, I'm thinking particularly from the south and southwest. So yeah, Terry, okay. this is Connie. I'm just going to, if I may, President, um, I, I, I just want to say even, for making my reservations from or Schaumburg, um, and it's a direct flight from Sioux Falls to Chicago, I have two choices. I have early, early morning, or I have evening. And that's it. I mean, it's six hours away. It's a direct flight. And so we don't have a lot of options in certain areas. So yeah. um, for, fortunately, some of you guys have a lot better options, but um, as Steph can say, mm -hmm. a lot of us do not, and Ray can, can can say to that too, probably from and and Rachel, but we don't have that option. So um, um, before I don't we either. move, yeah, yeah. So the question is: Are you trying to? Are you making this a formal amendment, Terry? Or are you just asking if people are interested to consider it? I was just recommending it as a okay. possible compromise. Since there are flights in and out of, there are commuter type time flights in and out of places like O'Hare and uh, a good bit of the country on Friday mornings. No, nothing is going to work for everyone, but yeah. I just thought that it would help to, it would help some people if we could do it that way. 
Yeah, it, so it, it, I'm sure it would help someone. There's no question about that. There but are several I, yeah. I think that it would help. Absolutely. But it, it also really negatively impacts several because they'd have to come an extra whole night. So, um, but aren't that, they going to have to do that anyway? If we have it, it at if, 9 o'clock if we go if morning. if we go ahead and start, then they can fly in really late Thursday night because that's what we do. <laughs> and I usually get there about one in the morning, and I only have one flight a day. So, um, yeah. So I think I think that what we want to vote on is the package of the the motion that's there. What we can do is we can certainly look into how to arrange the time, how to plan the whole agenda, how to figure if if we found that there were enough people who would benefit from shifting that that timing around a little, we certainly could. The big thing we want is for Kelly to be able to go forward with looking for a hotel and getting that piece started. So we what we really need is to come to a, a, an, a, an agreement this evening about the, the dates. And then how we distribute it, we can still work on a little bit, yeah. for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, any, any other discussion relevant to the motion, please? Let's call for the question. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All in favor of the motion, which I'm sure I can't repeat again, (laughs) um, to 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 basically go from Friday through Monday with the formal event and with support for Tuesday on the Hill. All in favor? Aye. 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 And any opposed? I'll oppose. This is Gabe. Gabe's going to oppose. Okay. All right. And Gabe, do you do you and and Terry is abstaining? Is that correct? And do you and do you wish those to be noted as um, as such in the minutes? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Got that, Denise. Yep. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, Uh, thank. Yes. Move on. Um, I would suggest two things to Kelly when she looks at these contracts. One, you were in the best place you've ever had as far as getting to things, except for the one that's no longer available. Two, I would look at a multi-year contract and, and maybe have two proposals because um, we, we've had trouble. You know, we, we get in a place we like, and then all of a sudden it's <laughs> or they're gone. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we've got a pattern for they, that. They, they sell they, it they and tear, tear it down. down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are they the stop letting ACB into their hotels. <laughs> 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 conventions oh and my God. conferences. Yes, <laughs> we have a track record. <laughs> uh, I heard. I heard uh, you, David. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so that so the the board is willing for us to entertain multiple year contracts. Obviously, we'd bring those back to you all for for sure. decision, but at least we could negotiate those as as an option. Okay. Also, right. when you're when you're looking at that, look at the days because some people will come in a couple of days early and some will stay a couple of days later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So be sure that those rates are available. They weren't this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes we can get that, and sometimes we can't, just depending on kind of how they're booked. We also have talked about um, whether we 
can keep the rates down a little bit by maybe going a little bit further out and then, you know, working working that way. So there's some different things we can look at, but we just needed the board to respond to this so we could. Um, Madam President, do that. Madam yes. President, this is Doug piggybacking, piggybacking on David. Um, please put this year's hotel into that mix. That was an excellent hotel, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, other than the food prices, but um, well, the food prices are probably going to be that yeah, real high yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I think we're going to be blown away this summer. Oh, <laughs> yes. And and Doug, were you? Was that you? Yes, please. Uh-huh. Um, I, I would. I, I, so the the question I have, I'm I'm going to be opposing Ray when he said that you know doing multiple sessions at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, whenever you, whenever we do that, people say, well, there's so much, I, you know, I, I want yeah, to go to yeah, either one. Yeah. I okay, go let's hold that discussion because we're not going to decide that tonight. My point so. is though, that my question is, mm-hmm. uh, does that make a difference in the contract, whether we have, uh, one conference room or it, it can, sure. It can, uh-huh. It can. Um, um, just to yeah. speak on that real quick, usually for us, we just have a, a food and beverage minimum and then they, they just give us the space. You know, to yeah. Use as, as if you have enough nights, you can just get the space. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll take that all into consideration. Obviously, when we come back with some more proposal, uh, if those things are going to make a huge difference, we, we, we would tell you that. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll work through that. And um, Kelly's done a great job on this the couple times she's gotten to do it for us. And so um, we'll be back with some more. And thank you all for all that. All right. Uh, can we move on? Is there anything else related to this that we need to do for anybody? Going, going, gone. All right. Next, we have Janet Dickelman and and highlights for the convention, things we need to know. Hello, hello, hello. All right. Now, I guess the first thing I was asked to talk about was our COVID policy or Mm -hmm. waiver. And uh, it was recommended to reach out to Vision Serve. Uh, because they had a, a COVID policy, so we got the I got the wording from that. We kind of borrowed it, and this is what we've come up with. This will be part of our waiver that people sign as conv- when they register for the convention. Um, ACB will follow the safety protocols enforced by the government at the location of ACB's conference and convention. Of course, now there's really no restrictions, but I. I Vacillate. ACB cannot prevent you from becoming exposed to contracting or spreading COVID-19 while attending the event. If you choose to enter onto premises where the event is held, you may be exposing yourself to and or increasing your risk of contracting or spreading COVID-19. Assumption, assumption of risk. I have read and why can't I read tonight? I have read <laughs> and understood the above warning concerning COVID-19. I accept the risk of being exposed to contracting and or spreading COVID-19 in order to attend in person. And that is what we have come up with for a wave. And I know now that basically even mask mandates have pretty much been t- 
taken away. Of course, if something should happen between now and July, we can always revisit this. But this is what we have. Well, all like the health emergencies are, are coming down, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. But basically, as bad as it is, and no one wants to get COVID, you know, when you go to a convention, you're risking the rate of, you know, getting the flu or getting something else. So at this point, we this is kind of what we felt, and this is what VisionServe did for their conference in uh, February. Will we be doing something to uh, provide masks or tests for anyone who we will have tests choose. available we will have masks available if people choose to use them good so uh, janet do we need to um is is this already gone into the system or do we need to adopt this so it can or uh what what's needed here it is basically set up on the registration form if someone has a great objection we can make some changes but this is basically what we felt would be appropriate but of course we wanted to discuss with the board mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. Ma- madam chair yes i i um i i don't object to this being there you know we need to cover our bases certainly however yes. mm-hmm. i would just say in my opinion that i'm not even sure this kind of thing is even necessary anymore and, I, and here's well, why there are it, again i don't object but I'm I've signed up for other things and nobody is putting this kind of thing in like the Lion State Convention. I'm going to that. They're not putting anything like that in and other things that um, uh, I'm going to. I think I think I think people just need to know that there is a risk. Um, there's a risk to anything. You can catch anything. Right. It, this, is, this is basically part of the other the waiver that covers all, right. all of the convention okay. attendance. Right. Yeah, so it would just be a paragraph COVID, in it. People no, and, no, co- no. you know, this right. is not specifically. It's not a specific COVID. Okay. Right. No, okay. no, not, then no, I'm, not. Then I'm of, fine, then I'm fine yeah. with it. Yeah, I, no, it I, would I just actually, become part of that. I'd actually like to see it say catch any disease, but, you know, well, that's, you know, with, is COVID yeah, yeah. is kind of the, It's you the know, thing du jour. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, yeah. Yeah. Okay. word. I withdraw my comments then. Thank you. So part of why we looked into this at all is um, because one of the high criticisms last summer was that people didn't feel that we did enough, enough, which I'm not sure we could do more. Well, how can you get right? You know, but but whether that debate, uh, we're not going to have that debate. So so the issue is, you know, we we did what we did. And and some people um, felt that it was not enough. And it was a, a COVID moment. I mean, it was definitely a time where things had been better and they got a little worse, you know, there for a while. And in some places that can happen again. Um, we're not saying it will or we're not saying it won't, but it absolutely can, you know. So um, so rather than have the debate about how much we're going to do, I think about half of the conference type events I've been to outside of ACB things have had something, but they just do like what we're proposing to do, which is to just stick it in the waivers and stuff that you already sign. Additional so comments? So satisfies people who did not think we did enough and people who thought we did too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a, uh, at least from a staff point of view, I, I would appreciate it if the board would take a, an official a vote on this. That mm-hmm. just helps the staff yes. as sure. we this is, move I on with discussions. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. 
I'll, this is Donna. I'll second it. You beat me okay. to it, Connie. All right. Con- <laughs> Connie, Connie is moving that we, um, what, uh, add add this to our um, yes. standard waiver. To a standard, standard waiver. waiver. Yes. 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 Okay. And Donna seconds that. Yes. All right. Uh, Jeff. Yeah, I, I'm going to vote for this. But I do hope that in our publicity, um, in maybe in a mailing, uh, at least for those that we have emailed, that we do say, that we do urge anyone who has had COVID symptoms in the prior seven days Mm -hmm. to test, to be be tested. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I think we can definitely um, do do that. And I also think that we can advertise the fact that we have the tests. Yes, thank right? you. Um, and we did pass out tests at leadership conference. Uh, they were offered to people as they uh, signed themselves in. So it was discreet. It wasn't like, oh, you look like you might have COVID. (laughs) 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 You know, so, um, but, but they were offered. And so I thought that sent a really good message, which is we expect you to use this if you think you need to. You need it. Um, Yeah. And so, um, and so we could do that. We, we, we could and should continue to do that. Any additional comments? Questions, concerns. All right. All in favor of adding the COVID protocol to the standard waiver, um, please say aye. 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 And any opposed? All right. Thank you. Okay. Excellent. Uh, Just a couple other things. Uh, We are working very hard on the registration form. It is, will be, I will announce that it is up for browsing probably the end of this week or the very beginning of next week. It's like 98% there. So that's Mm -hmm. a good thing. Registration opens on May 18th. Uh, We did today or yesterday, Deb and I said we had a really good day yesterday. Uh Yesterday, we confirmed that we are going to have, unfortunately, it's probably going to be a remote presentation, but from uh, Be My Eyes will be Mm -hmm. speaking to us and we also got our banquet speaker and i'll tell you this year has not been an easy year to get a banquet speaker Um, we've had a few possibilities that just for one reason or another did not work out this gentleman was recommended to us by one of the women on our local host committee Mm -hmm. and he is local he is a his name is louis sharp he has spoken on NBC and ABC in different presentations. He speaks about, um, he is a um, Marine. He works with children at risk youth. He works with companies. Um, he is normally his fee is up to $10,000. No. He is. Yeah, that's what, um, <laughs> when he told me that, I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, mm. He is doing our banquet for $500 yeah. and oh, no travel. He is also, he and I were talking, he is going to take an afternoon of his own time before the con- before the banquet and come over and walk through our exhibit hall and just kind of get a feel for our group, which I thought was cool. fabulous. Yeah. No, it's great. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
that is all that I have. Okay. Madam President, this is yes. Kenneth. Kenneth. Janet, can you share with everyone about the administrative fee? Um, sure. But like the 25 or 35. It's $35 for members and $50 for non-members. But of course, non-members who do have to wait till May 25th to register can become a member at large of ACB for $10. So they save $5 and get to register at the same time as our ACB as Such ACB a members. deal. Yeah, it is. It's $5 in a week early. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. And of course, for anyone listening, if you do not know your member account, look it up. Call. We'll look it up for you. It's a good idea. If you don't have one, establish one. You can go um, and um, I'll be happy to help anyone with that. So just reach out to me because it's a good thing to have it before registration opens. Mm-hmm. Madam Chair. Yes, Denise. Janet, I just have a quick question. Is it, yes. is it going to be open seating again this year? Yes. Okay. It is. Mm-hmm. I, that just seems to, I know it makes it a little harder for the delegates, but it really seems to make it a lot easier. It's a lot easier setting up the ballroom without having to put this without the signs. Mm-hmm. And then it gives people the choice to sit where they choose. Okay. Any other questions for Jim? Oh, and I I have one other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did send out information. I did ask. Unfortunately, I am not oh, yeah. going to hold kids club this year because there just is not enough interest. And it does not make sense for ACB to hire staff for kids club, plan all of these events and then have to cancel at the last minute. And I, you know, it was posted on all the lists. It was sent to, uh, it was on community. It was in dots and dashes of people were interested uh, to let me know by April 20th. Um, I had one and a half children basically. Well, I count Delaney because she wouldn't be there the whole. I knew she wasn't going to be there the whole time, so I'm counting her as a half. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say, Janet, that was very Solomonic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. so I just, I just don't want to have to do what we did in Omaha last year, where I had hired the leaders and we had to tell them last minute that we didn't have. The attendance. And that, Madam President, is my report. All right. Thank you so much. We'll just recruit Delaney to help out more in the convention. That's right. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Janet. That's that's really good update. I'm going to go listen on ACB Media and leave you guys. Oh, we're going to check to see if you do. Okay. Uh (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Thank you. Moving on um, back to the um, agenda order. Um, The next item is the mission moment. And I just wanted to say here that it should be. Uh, obvious that it's like, well, Deb, why aren't you, you know, commending the leadership, all the stuff that happened for the leadership meetings and the rally. And uh, the reason that we're going to not do that today is because I'd like to do that in uh, the June board meeting when we're in person, uh, when we have staff, uh, more staff there who are not 
exhausted from moving um, when we have uh, more public there. And um, I just want to do that then. So that's um, when we will. So uh, tonight, the mission moment, and we'll have uh, Dan and Nancy talk about this a little bit more, but um, basically um, we go through this amazing process every uh, winter <laughs> and uh, where uh, Sharon does her bit with the affiliates and the data gathering and Nancy and her crew do their bit on the Minneapolis end. And we come out at the end with, um, with our membership data for the year, which does still get some tweaking and revising uh, before convention because they people can still join and and vote so there still will be some changes but um this is a herculean effort and our affiliates uh, i've done this for an affiliate before so i know that it's a big job um uh, on the affiliate end as well and so uh, we want to commend the staff that are involved in that and our affiliate membership chairs who are involved in that um because it takes it takes a village to uh, get our membership compiled each year and i'll turn it over to dan and nancy for some additional comments on this well thank you deb and i really just want to take the opportunity to highlight the amazing work of uh sharon lovering in our alexandria office and all the time she puts in uh helping pull the information off of ams and getting it fed into you know, the final approval that goes into to, to ultimately donor perfect and also the amazing work of uh, Nancy and her entire staff mm -hmm. really gets involved in the Minneapolis office. And it's it's a lot of work. In fact, <laughs> even at our staff meeting this week, you know, where the deadline is this week and we're still uh, working, uh, you know, with 30 affiliates to get their membership, uh, you know, uh, not it's sort of in order for it to be totally certified it's they've got to pay so we're still working uh you know with 30 plus affiliates to get their get their pay in by the end of the week uh fees i should say not pay mm -hmm. but you know <laughs> membership dues uh in uh and so it's just an amazing amount of work a lot of follow-up really great applause out to our affiliates mm -hmm. and all their hard work and and working through getting their members in the system and renewed each year. I, I still think one of the big things we need to talk about in the future, is there a way to simplify this process as we all, I think would love to have a, an easier way to do this. But right now I just can't say enough about Sharon and Nancy and, and her team and all the effort they put in. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. All right. So for okay. me, Yes. For me, I'm just, I'm just the middleman here. You know, Sharon, <laughs> Sharon does one side of it and Chris and Nancy in the office do the other side. But I have had more um, people that are in charge of their affiliate membership records calling to ask about um, if there's affiliate only fields that can be added. And there is each affiliate can add up to 10 fields that mm -hmm. is for them and them alone because we've had some people that have been interested in being able to um, get Excel reports out of that. And that's great. I've had some people asking for help um, with getting their information in there. And then I also have a lot of people giving us suggestions. So I want to thank everybody for mm -hmm. helping us out to improve AMMS. I think it's gone very, very well this year. And I would like to thank 
anybody who is in charge of membership records for doing their part because I know it's not an easy task. There's a lot of a lot of little things that need to be done or a lot of things on that checklist. So thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and to echo what Nancy says, I mean, with AMS, you do have the ability to go down one more level and identify your chapters inside your affiliate. So, mm-hmm. you know, please think about, you know, a lot of affiliates are starting to actually use AMS as their database of record, and it really simplifies their process. So, just mm-hmm. saying, give it a yeah. thought. You know, in then the it's updated all year round. Oh, you just updated yeah. right there yeah. in the system, and you're you're not yeah. stuck having to do this at the eleventh hour. So, mm-hmm. all right, yeah, I like that. Thank idea. you, Sharon. Thank Yay. you, Nancy and team. Yes. For old time's sake, can I give him a big hip? hip? You can. <laughs> all right, all right. Hey. hip hip. Hooray. 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 Thank you guys. Oh yeah. All right. Thank you so much. No, I I think I think it's amazing. I really do. All right. Uh let's go to another amazing item now. Um so Connie uh has been uh working uh on the process of identifying um our board policies. This is the item that you had the question about, Doug. Um, for handouts there uh, was no handout because we're still uh, working on the spreadsheet and then we need to kind of make it a little bit easier to read but it will be coming so she has been working for the last several weeks on uh, identifying uh, going through all of our minutes and all of that and finding all of our policies all the way back to like 2010 and compiling them and where they are and where they aren't. And I have some thoughts and observations having looked at the preliminary data, but, uh, and Kim has also, um, been, uh, part of, part of setting up this process. So, um, I will turn it over to Connie and then also for Kim to make any comments she wants to. And then, um, I have some sort of next steps in mind. So go ahead, Connie. If, if you don't mind, Deb, I'd yes. just like to say first sure. um, and then let Connie have the floor yes. because she's really mm-hmm. she's really the primary person that's making this initiative mm-hmm. you know move. So I just wanted to say that this this kind of came about um, as an offshoot of some work that the history committee was doing in regard to archives and tracking some of our decisions and then also um, just some some practical records retention conversations that have been had mm-hmm. about keeping things and where to put them and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So the first step was really what Connie's going to explain that she's been doing for the last several weeks, and that is looking at past minutes and really kind of gleaning through any major policy, motions, decisions that um, impact you know, our role as a board and as an organization and being able to find out where those things are, how to get them. Do we have a copy? Is it paper? Is it electronic? Those sorts of things. So this is really great um, records retention management processing and Mm -hmm. is is long overdue. And I just really want to say thank you to Connie for really taking this on. And, you know, not Mm -hmm. everybody enjoys reading old minutes and you know going through them identifying what the action items were but 
but Connie really likes the history and she seems to really enjoy it. So mm -hmm. she's mm -hmm. doing a great mm -hmm. job. And I just want to thank her publicly for a, a, a task that's very important to the organization. And only certain people are going to be good at this. And Connie mm -hmm. is, is really shining in this role. So thanks, Connie, mm -hmm. for your efforts. Okay. That's all I really want to say because um, she's going to tell you kind of what she's doing and then Deb and she can talk about next steps. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you, Kim, very much. And thanks, Deb. Um, yeah, so this to take, as Kim said, um, took part of part of the history. So I have read like all of the um, minutes and all the motions, all the policies I have read. Um, resolutions. I basically read anything that I could get my hands on from 2010 to the current, um, even up until this minute, um, this this board meeting, basically. Mm -hmm. So I have compiled um, a spreadsheet. So it's titled um, basically. I have the columns, the rows, and it's so they start with the year. And then I have a date. So, um, and then we have a title of what it is. And some of them are called policies. Some of them are called guidelines. Some are called just goals. Um, some don't really have really, if it says a procedure, mm -hmm. yeah. it, it's something that had to do with something that the board needed to be doing or a record of duties that we should be doing. Um, the next column was is the policy available, yes or no? And then where is the policy stored at? So those are my columns or my areas. Um, so I, for an example, um, you know, back just in March of this year, we did uh, March 9th, we did the ACB, media and affiliate engagement policy. So that's one of the top ones, you know, our goals for 2023. Um, all of the code of conduct ones we have go back to 2019. Um, so every draft that we have is on here and where it's at. And a lot of this stuff is in the board Dropbox, not everything. Mm -hmm. um, and then there you have a couple of years, actually 2013 and 12, we didn't have any policies, any goals. So that was kind of interesting. And we didn't have as many back in 10, 11. Um, it really got busier in 19, really in 20. But some of them are kind of a repeat. Some of them are a little bit different, but I think it's really good. Um, that we have this and i think um like dev and i talked and dev's going to go into it a little bit more to look at each one and you know decide you know i think we need the history part of it um so we have those for our records so they could be at one place but what you know where do we where do we want all of this to be is it you know does it need to be on the website because some of them are on the website already. Some are just in the Dropbox. Some Nancy has, you know, I have. Some we don't have. Um, I have not found a copy of yet because I have not, you know. So, but we know it 
exist someplace. But it has taken a lot of work. So once I had all my minutes read, all of my documents, because um, when I do that, I make a document each for all my policies, a document for um, motions, and I make a document for resolutions. So anything that happens in a board meeting, I hold out the relevant stuff and make separate documents. Um, I do share that with Sharon and Nancy for archives, um, history stuff. Um, but then I could go back. And once we decided that I was going to do the spreadsheet, um, then I it, it went fast once I got Mm-hmm. the minutes all read and then going back and just pulling the extra stuff out of my documents actually helped. So that's kind mm-hmm. of what I've done. And, and like Deb said, I, I was so close and I was trying to get done um, all of it. So that's why Doug, we do not have a report on it. It I want to get it more fleshed out. Um, Cause I have some of my comments, personal comments on it or thoughts on it. Um, but I have shared it with Deb and, Dan. So that's kind of a, a net shell. Mm-hmm. And I shared it with Kim. So, yep. that, um, so uh, yes, thank you so much. And Connie has worked really hard on this and um, her enthusiasm really does come through and I really appreciate it. I like that kind of job as well. So I appreciate when we find people who do. So um, what we're basically uh, going to do uh, moving forward is um, is finish the piece that Connie is on because she's very close and and get that all sorted and then we'll share it with you what you'll see when you do is that there are some very uh, definite real documents real real policy items uh, or procedural items often they're called policies and frankly they're procedural but but uh, they're still documents we're living by whatever those would be and um, we know most where most of those items are, so that's that's actually really good, and and they're still in play because many of you have elephant memories, and whenever we try to go against them, you pop up and remember. So, as long as as long as we continue that folklore process, we can do this. But um, what what we'd really like to do is um, to establish a small work group um and and it will need to be people who have um been been with the system a long time um because they'll need to be remembering um what what this therefore is therefore um but basically to go through and there are there are really a couple of types of things in here there are actual living documents that that we should be um uh considering and perhaps updating or at least being all aware of and having in a central place where we can readily find many of them would be appropriate to make sure are available on the web for our members because they might be applicable to them there are also tons and tons of drafts of things that really are just the drafts that never were approved for anything and after a very reasonable archival period we we may not need to keep those but that's something the the work group would figure out and then also figure out um you know which items should be stored where uh, which are only for the board's use and therefore uh you know would be um applicable to put in the 
whiteboard Dropbox and which ones do we need to actually um, place on the web somewhere and where. And then, <clears throat> and then the other piece of that is of them, are there ones that are technically the right policy, but they're no longer valid? And so do they need to be updated or do they need to be abolished? Um, then the other thing that we have to do is establish a protocol to make sure that as we go forward that we continue to do good. So, for example, uh, we made some motions this evening that impact um, policy. Uh, we we um, established the, the, the COVID thing for this year for the convention. That's a short-term policy, or it might not be, but it, at least right now it applies to this year, but it would need to be recorded as, as a decision. And because it's current, there's ramifications of where it all goes. Um, there are other things that might not be. So, um, so then after each um, meeting transpires, um, we need to have a process um, which will basically instruct the secretary and staff um, and, and others as appropriate where those things need to go and when they need to go there so that we stay current and we don't, you know. But I will say we're not as out of whack as I envisioned. I, I was afraid that we might come up with these absolutely bizarre and important policies that we'd ignored for years, and we really haven't done that. So um, I'm feeling pretty good about where we are, but I think we just need to finish this. Um, I am not going to appoint that uh, working group tonight but if it's something you're interested in you can let me know later and after somebody gets elected president in july i'm recommending that they appoint them really fast so we can get back onto this but we need to let connie finish her work and and then let you all uh, just look at it and admire it um and and have your thoughts and then uh, we will appoint a, a work group to um to kind of finish going through this and organizing organizing it in the way that will be the permanent or semi-permanent policy on organizational structure. Um, so um, any questions or comments on that? I just want to say too, Deb, yes. that, you know, I, like you said, I, I, it's close and I think I may have missed some, you know, so even like I was going back and, and checking a couple of things this weekend, mm -hmm. I added a couple mm -hmm. of things. So I actually mm -hmm. sent a redone, yes. redo redone. to this. Yeah. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's work in progress, but sure. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm open to any suggestions or helps or comments from anyone. So mm -hmm. but I do, yeah. but I do enjoy it. So yeah. And, yeah. And this is Dan. I've, I've, I've known, you know, what'll happen to us a lot of times is we'll have a draft policy that will get presented right. to the board mm -hmm. and the board will mostly approve it, but maybe not quite, yeah. you know, with an amendment here or there. Mm -hmm. It's been hard to have that due diligence to now go back yeah. and take that motion. Take care of the amendments. Take right. that amendment, <laughs> put it back in the draft policy, right. and now call right. it the final approved policy and right. have it somewhere. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right. Yeah. And so then... Th that, um, that's procedure that I think we could get so much better at. Yeah, Absolutely. And the question is, is that going to be the responsibility uh, in that kind of example, um, like what we did for the um, prohibited conduct, I went back and made all the corrections because I was leading that group. But mm -hmm. uh, so is that if that becomes an expectation of of whoever leads a group that makes 
that makes a policy or procedure happen. Um, that's that's how we do that. But we still want to sort of have a sign off like from the secretary or somewhere that says, yeah, it did happen. And here it is. And then it's the one that's labeled. And then all the others are removed. Um, maybe not discarded yet, but um, removed so that we don't have a lot of confusion about which one are we looking at? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I saw several of those, mm-hmm. you know, the ACB media, the one we just yeah. adopted. Yeah. It's got a trail. Well, it yeah, does. because <laughs> we, we looked at it, we considered it, we gave feedback, we sent it back and then another one emerged and, um, and then the names get changed to protect the innocent. So now we've got two different ones going, you know, and we know there is a final one and we know where it is because we just adopted it. But um, but we've got to um, we got to be a little more careful with that. You know, and sometimes when you look at stuff, too, it doesn't say it's, you know, it may be the final, but it doesn't actually always say oh, the final. no. So that's what another thing that we need to look at, make sure. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In fact, that's probably one of the biggest funny characteristics Mm -hmm. is there's lots of things running around that say draft, but they're not, you know, so it looks too final to me. Um, Yeah. But uh, yeah. So um, yeah. So anyway, I think it's a great project. I'm feeling good that the outcome isn't really scary. We're not way off base somewhere. Um, and, um, and, but I think it's going to be really good. And so we're just going to need to kind of keep it, keep it up and I'll help all of us will need to help make sure that we flag the items. Um, perhaps as we're reviewing the minutes, when we vote on them, we can just also make note of, uh, which, which items will require some kind of storage or just as a check off for a while till we get used to it. But first of all, we need to put the protocol together. So I know Connie will want to be on that work group and I will need a couple of other people. So anything else on this topic before I move on? So Deb, we should just contact whoever the new president is. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever that is. And you can even do that. I'll be glad to pass it on, but, um, but I'm just not going to appoint it now because to be honest with you, Ray, um, my biggest frustration right now is that there's so much to do with convention coming up that (laughs) I don't want any more things. So (laughs) you and I had that conversation. (laughs) Yeah. I've, and and we've lived with this this long. We can live with it another couple of weeks, just even with the work that Connie's done. So yes, but I I do think that um, that it'll be a fun good, little group. good good work, Connie. By the way, yeah, yeah, very nice stuff. So this will be an ad hoc thing that we will do, and we'll do it soon after convention because I think it'll be fun. But uh, I just don't want to do any more stuff now. <laughs> any other questions or comments for uh, Connie or Kim before we move on? All right. Um, the next item we have is the president's report, and I haven't been doing the president very long, so I, this should only take a couple of hours. Um, and so I only have a couple of items uh, for you, actually. Um, I've noted down the um, I've noted down the board uh, meeting dates for the in-person board meetings. Um, I would also like to have a recommendation to the new president that they have since Dan put what this one on me. Uh, it's really helpful to have it, that uh, there in advance. So I appreciated it. It made me have it. Um, and so we're looking at uh, Tuesday, August, I think it's the 15th. Um, if that's the correct date of the week 
or of the month, uh, but it's that Tuesday in, in August there that we will have a, a telephonic board meeting between the June 30th one and the one in, at uh, September and the end of September. So um, the 15th is the third Tuesday in August. Yes, that that's it. At? Yep. That's okay. thank you. That's the one. There are five so, Tuesdays in August. So yeah, yeah. So we'll be doing it on the third, the third Tuesday in August. We often do these things on the fifth something, but the problem is that that's just pushing right up too close to Labor Day and pretty close to our September meeting. So I think the fifteenth is better. So that's where we'll be uh, for the next telephonic board meeting. Um, I'll be meeting with the committee chairs on Sunday night and. Um, uh, I'll be giving them a little bit of this in more detail, but essentially to help you all, um, I am um, sorting through um, how I will be best engaged with the committees. Um, I, given the fact that we've kind of got crazy meeting schedules, it, it certainly doesn't really work to go to all of them all of the time. Um, I, I definitely plan to uh, start and have started uh, going to steering committee meetings of the steering committees that are having them. So um, I am starting with that and then uh, I am available to any committee that wants to talk to me um, anytime, but eventually I will have been around to everybody and I will figure out in that course which ones uh, I need to be with more regularly than others. Um, there are some that are so well managed and so well structured in their work that they don't necessarily need input from me. I just need to know how they're doing and what they're doing. And um, I have come on to most of the committee email lists. I say it that way because I'm not sure if I'm actually on them all. Um, but um, so if... Um, I'm, I'm trying to still make sure that's the case, but I'm not quite sure. My email has sure gone up in volume, so I got on some. And um, so um, that is helping me a lot with orienting myself to the committees that I was less familiar with. Um, we are not making any uh, committee changes right now um, unless you have an urgent need, um, because frankly, it's probably going to be hard for you to fill that urgent need this close to convention but if you do have an urgent need um obviously we should talk um we are looking at um a um kind of a redesign on the process for uh adding to committees we won't be able to pull it off this year but i'm really hoping we can pull it off next year um which would be to uh create a a form as sort of an application for committee service for people who are not on ones that um, and would like to be and having the questions be such that we can can sort of help them think through their actual availability and their skills and their ability to commit by asking questions about that and then um, uh, either having them say that they're interested in particular committees or that they're just interested in being placed I'm also going to be encouraging committees wherever possible to have uh, somewhat open meetings um, so that people can come and learn about their committees and figure out what those commitments look like. And I know that, you know, isn't a perfect um, way to work 
and doesn't necessarily work for all committees all the time. But if they can do that at some points or have some open house or something so that people who don't really have any idea can, um, can come in and learn a little bit more about what they do. And I do think that the that the activities that many of the committees sponsor um, on on the community and and elsewhere um, have done a lot to help the visibility of what they do. But uh, sometimes I think we don't realize how much work there is in all that. We just see that finished product and we want to be part of it. So um, we we're looking at how to uh, streamline that a little bit and how to, to make that more organized. This year, though, we'll be following the protocol that has been more the case um, during Dan's administration, where we'll do a big ask and at least create some database of people who have an interest and uh, follow up with that a little bit. And then as committees have need um, or vacancies, um, we will um, uh, work to get those filled with those people that we that we identify that might have the skills that they need. Um, I am not a person who believes that uh, every committee should just have every person who'd like to be on it on it. Um, but if there are needs and if there is work that people can do, then I, I certainly want to get that. Um, I also will be, of course, after convention, looking at, um, at we'll be talking with all committee chairs individually um, as I can to see what you need and see what's happening. I've been, uh, I am aware of some vacancies now that people have already told me about, and I know there are a few committee chairs who are getting really tired and would like to um, um, opt out at some point, and so I want to work with them on getting, making sure there's a successor and um, all of that so that they can change their role or back out or have a break or a different assignment or whatever they need. Um, so, but, but I need to do that as best we can in an organized way. So, um, so, but we know there's always some fluctuation with that. So those, those things are also going to be happening. So, um, the other thing I'll just mention, um, Dan and I have both mentioned this before, but because we're doing this transition in a different way than we'd originally expected to, um, you'll see us sometimes playing some different roles. So I am still helping with uh, some con lots of convention logistics that I probably won't be helping with later, but this year I will be. Um, I'm also, Dan had asked me to, uh, to vice chair the, um, the resolutions committee while I was in the first vice president role. And I'm actually going to uh, do that, uh, even though that would be an odd role for your president, but I'm going to perform the functions that I offered to perform, which is to help the resolutions committee with their resolution logistics and taking care of making sure the notices are all going out and the things are all happening and the resolutions are organized and the resolutions are getting read and the resolutions are all covered and that we get it done by the date the convention committee told us we had to get it done by and all of that logistical stuff. So I'll be helping over there in a way that might be unusual. Um, and there could be other things. So just to know that we actually do know what all the roles are supposed to be, but this year all the all bets are off because we just need to get ourselves through the convention. So uh, that's my report. Um, are there any questions for me? Okay. 
Good. They went to it, sleep. It, Deb, yes. this is this is Donna. Just real yeah. quick, and I'm yeah. I'm sure you've thought of this, and you will, um, because yeah. now's not the time. But mm-hmm. um, when when you do the committee, mm-hmm. uh, when people apply, so to speak, mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. to be on a committee. Um, I assume there will be an option, like if somebody maybe isn't real tech savvy, but they can really offer a lot to a committee that they have another way to, you know, whether it be somebody assists them filling out the application or contacting you or, or somehow. Oh, well, yeah, no, we always offer assistance. I, I, I knew that. I just that. wanted yeah. to make yeah. sure. Yeah, no, that, we always offer assistance with lost. that. Yeah. yeah, and and we'll and we'll try to make the application as easy as possible, and we'll accept it in alternative ways and whatever. But yeah, I think we can. Uh, I assume that we would line up a few volunteers um, to help people um, with it if they, for any reason, because if if that is not really part of doing the committee's work, then right. It doesn't right. matter. If right. it is, then yeah, that well, might not be the right committee for that that's person. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right. So um, so if you want to be on the application filling committee, you better be able to fill one out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? All right. Um, so I um, believe that I would like to move now to um, uh, to uh, Dan's uh, president's report. I think we need a motion to accept the president. Oh, do we need to accept this one? All right. Kim moves that we accept this. Doug seconds. All right. Uh, um, Any discussion? Good. All in favor of accepting the president's report? Aye. Aye. And any opposed? And remember, if you don't accept it, you have to become president instantly. And I know that old habits die hard, but Dan's going to the executive director's report, not the president's report. That's right. right. That's right. That's right. 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 That's right. Okay, Dan. Well, she said well, the rules were opposite. <laughs> thank yeah, thank yeah. you, everybody. And and Ray uh, almost took the words out of my mouth. I have been <laughs> on the ACB board of directors since 2012. So it was kind of hard to not be part of those discussions <laughs> tonight. It's like, I'm, we're wearing different hats. And I really want to, you know, reiterate. I hope your tongue's not bleeding from biting it so much. No, 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 no. no, no. Very good, very good. Uh, and um, I, I just really want to uh, echo what Deb said. We are in a, a very unique situation right now with uh, American Council of the Blind, the organization that we all love so much. And so Deb and I, uh, as we were going through this transition, agreed that the most important thing for ACB and, and our leadership team right now and our staff is to not drop any balls and get all the work done. So we're, we're not standing on ceremony here and, and we know we'll have a much better defined uh, sets of roles and responsibilities once we get through the convention. But really for these next two to three months, uh, the most important thing is to make sure that we don't, uh, we don't drop any balls and then we get the work done. And uh, Janet will laugh at me, but one of the top, uh, if we kind of look right now at the most important things going on from the ACV staff, I, I first just want to tell our board of directors, you all have an amazing staff that has really mm-hmm. not missed a beat. So, you know, it was a, obviously a very difficult transition uh, moving uh, from Eric, who had been our executive director for the last seven and a half years. And the team has really rallied together and worked so very hard to, uh, you know, to continue the good work of ACB. And I just want to say 
very, a very big thank you to each and every one of them. I'd also like to, um, you know, take a moment and just say kind of the things that have have kind of gone on here just in the last, you know, 30 plus days. So coming out of the DC leadership conference, uh, you know, the staff has worked hard to kind of button up the conference, get all the, the invoices in and the financial stuff and, and, and uh, even a credit back from the, from the bus, uh, the bus company for kind of some of the lack of their responsibilities mm-hmm. of, of being on time with, with, properly working equipment. So Nancy and team have been very hard on that. And we've gotten all the invoices reconciled and, and the appropriate people paid, including uh, Andrew Nasden, who had worked with us uh, to do the rally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all that's done. Thank you. Letters have gone out to all of our people who participated, you know, external people that participated in our, in really our, our eight days of, uh, of sessions and, and, and workshops. Uh, so good work there. The other thing we're trying to work on is that things happen almost on a year-long basis here with ACB. So not only are we finishing up the DC Leadership Conference, which is our first event of the year, we also have already had two meetings on planning the AD Awards Gala. Mm-hmm. Because what we've learned over and over again here is the earlier we get our planning started and our uh, kind of plan put together and our and our teams put together, the, the better the work flows and uh, we're we're already actively working on the AD Awards Gala. And then, of course, the convention, which Janet will smile when I say it's 55 days uh, from the start <laughs> of the 2023 ACB Conference and Convention. And our convention broadcast uh, team is meeting each Wednesday morning. Uh, to plan out all of uh, the, you know, the broadcast and data tracking and Zoom and ACB media responsibilities uh, to pull off the convention. Deb and I have been working together on the convention program along with our host committee and our, our key leaders trying to put, you know, make sure we have easy, seamless handoffs there because we were in the planning processes and now we had to transition halfway through. Uh, so luckily, Deb has been involved in so many of those meetings when she was first vice president. So again, seamless handoff. We are also working very hard on getting our sponsors together for the 2023 convention. One thing, because of the transition, we're a little late to the game on that. And, and our team is working feverishly. We have a meeting every Monday uh, afternoon with our financial folks, with uh, our advocacy team, and most importantly, our resource development team and assigning, you know, (coughs) folks to each sponsor to follow through and have that proper engagement. Uh, Clark Rockville has done an amazing job through a lot of this coming out of the DC Leadership Conference. There was the CSUN event where Clark went and met with many of our partners, followed by Cindy and Clark and myself going to Vision Serve Alliance. Uh, in that conference uh, at the uh, end of March. And then here just last week, uh, Clark and uh, Tabitha, uh, Swatha, and uh, Caitlin all attended the AFB uh, leadership conference. So again, taking advantage of all of those opportunities to engage 
uh, with our corporate sponsors and get them committed for the 2023 convention. While we're doing all that, of course, we have had to, uh, we have to be out of our current uh, office in Alexandria by uh, this week. And so tomorrow is official move day. So Nancy is actually in Alexandria, Alexandria and uh, we've, everybody's been feverishly packing, getting all the office ready to go for the movers to come in tomorrow. We'll be moving into a new swing facility uh, that is up and running uh, starting tomorrow uh, with a goal to have everybody up and functioning by Friday. Uh, thanks to Nancy and her negotiation skills, uh, we will have this swing space uh, free of uh, charge until our final destination, one floor up, uh, has been completely renovated and made available to us. And so looks like that's going to be perhaps another two or three months. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be some time, but it's a very good functioning space. It has six offices. It has a kitchen and has a, a large conference room in it. So it's, it's a very functional space, but not where we want to end up, but just wanted everybody to be aware of that. Also, we've had some employment opportunities that have gone mm -hmm. on, so I want to give a big welcome, welcome, welcome to Natalie Couch, uh, who is our new membership services administrative assistant. She started yesterday, so today's her second day on the job, and she's drinking mm -hmm. through a fire hose with Cindy Hollis, uh, and they are, uh, you know, getting uh, Natalie up to speed, and she will be a, an absolutely a tremendous addition mm -hmm. to our staff. Uh, she, yay, Natalie! Yay, Natalie! We've yeah. known Natalie for a long time, and um, she had 15 years of experience in customer service related jobs. Uh, she was a 2021 J.P. Morgan Chase Fellow. And again, it's just, we should all feel proud that we put these mentoring and leadership programs in place. In fact, she's a current mentee as in our pilot mentoring program. And so, uh, you know, it's the fruits of all of these efforts that the board has put together uh, that are coming to, uh, to fruition and really allowing us to see good, strong young leaders move into staff positions inside of ACB. Uh, at the same time, we have to say goodbye to Rachel, who was our new HR specialist. She had only been with us a few weeks, but then had uh, you know, a personal situation come up and, and she's, we've had to terminate the, our, our relationship with Rachel. And so I would like you all to please bear with Nancy Marks Becker, who's not only helping move and doing all of our financial responsibilities. Uh, she also is going to be holding down the HR specialist role until we can have a replacement uh, for Rachel. So uh, if, if Nancy takes a moment or two to get back with you, please be patient with her. Um, again, I just want to thank the staff for all of their hard work and I will uh, also mention maybe just one thing in the advocacy area, and that is coming out of the rally. Uh, we have been working with the Bureau of Engraving and Printing. I've had multiple conversations with Teresa Dean Fines, uh, their communications um, 
director uh, setting up the next meeting with director Oliar uh, from BEP and working with Jeff Levicki, our attorney, to make sure that we get everything in place. One of the wonderful offshoots of our collaboration with Women on the 20 uh, and even um, uh, uh, Clarence Levine from, uh, I think it's Levine or maybe it's Levine, I, I, get his, I apologize for not getting his name correct, uh, that, were, that both participated in the rally along with uh, Barbara Howard, is we were invited uh, as part of the collaboration team for Accessible Currency and inclusion uh, to a meeting with uh, Secretary Manuva, who is the actual treasurer of the United States. And she has responsibility, along with the Deputy Secretary of the Treasury, for the Bureau of Engraving and Printing, as well as the Federal Reserve. And we had a very good meeting with her, and it was very um, good to see. During that meeting, she asked me directly, I was just listening. So she asked me directly, Dan, were you at the meeting at the Treasury building last month with the Bureau of Engraving and Printing and Director Ola Yard? And I said, I most certainly was. And out of that meeting, we are working to make sure we have a detailed project plan with a set of milestones and a commitment to move forward uh, to get the $10 bill you know, in production by 2026, she says, very good. Please let me know anything I can do to help. So it's really good to see the visibility that we've got at really the highest levels of the federal government paying attention to accessible currency. I also just want to give a special shout out to Chris Bell and Kenneth Simeon for their work on the, on the rally and uh, especially to uh, to Chris, who provided us uh, don uh, donations to stream uh, the event live and provide ponchos. So, Chris, thank you, a Very big good. huge well. thank you yes, in both no areas. Uh, I, I, I think streaming was important, but the ponchos might have even been more important. No, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, they I were. Think so. You know, it's funny. You know, uh, folks, what we do at the last minute. So we said, you know, should we stream this? And Andrew said, you know, for $500, I can get you a professional that will stream this event for you. And Chris says, you know, I know we're at the budget level. I'll, I'll donate that money because I think that's an important thing to do. And I think that's one of the most important things we did with the rally. It made it live for everybody. All our members and friends got to participate. It gave us a record of the event that we've now got to share over and over again. It's had, you know, hundreds and hundreds of views on YouTube. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, you learn as you go through these things, but uh, it really was, I think, very, very important. And I want to thank Chris for that. And then I'd like to turn it over to Nancy Marks Becker to give us uh, our chief uh, financial officer to give us well, a couple of updates as well. Can I make a comment before you do that? Express oh, a, sure, um, of course, Ray. The HR role. It mm -hmm. seems like we're having trouble keeping somebody in that role for a long term. Yeah, and I really hope that there will be a, a real look at that role to see uh, what we can do to 
make it uh, a little bit so that we actually keep somebody for a little while. So I'm a little concerned about that. Yeah. And I think Nancy can talk to that. You know, um, I, I think we're in a, we're in a hard place here, Ray, in that we're, we are a very small organization. So for younger folks, uh, and this, this is just Dan Spoon's editorial comment and, and, and Nancy can speak more to this, but you know, it's, it's kind of a one person uh, position, it's not really a department. And so when you're dealing with young and up and coming folks uh, in the HR uh, career path, they're, they're not, they kind of enjoy being at ACB for a period of time, like an Erica Keller, but then they're wanting to grow their careers. And there's not, if you want to grow your career in the HR mm-hmm. profession, it's hard to do that at ACB, right? So, so Nancy and I've had a lot of conversations about this. So the other option is to get somebody who's maybe gone through a certain level of their career path and is now looking for a place to kind of, you know, settle down for, you know, maybe a little bit later stage of their career. Um, but, you know, that's, again, you know, has been something that we've kind of tried to head in that direction. And we tried that with Julie and Rachel. And so mm-hmm. I'm not so sure that's not still the best way to go. Uh, but I'll let Nancy give you the feedback. because So we're kind of in a it's, it, you know, it's a support service and, and not mm-hmm. one of our main, you know, you know, main direct product areas, so to speak. So it's, mm-hmm. it's been a little bit of a challenge for us, but I'll, uh, thank you for that question. And I'll yeah. let Nancy. Um, uh, before we well. go to Nancy, I'll just yeah. say this yeah. as president, putting on my Illinois council president's hat though. Yeah. I am so, so proud of Natalie, the pride and joy of Georgetown, Illinois, who got her start <laughs> with an ICB. So we are, mm-hmm. we are just ecstatic about her. Um, her her position and wish her all the best of luck. And mm-hmm. if any of our board has suggestions uh, for Nancy and I on the HR role, we, we'd love to hear your thoughts as well. So because we're, we're we're really working to get it right. So uh, I'll turn it over to Nancy. Mm-hmm. So Ray, can I just add? Can I excuse me? Can I just add one quick thing? Sure, here? please, Terry. And yes. that is, thank you. And that is this the coming Thursday night on Table Talk Thursday. The community call. We are uh, going to have Natalie as our guest. So, if anyone oh, from good. the board wants to call in just to wish her congratulations, I'm sure she'd very much appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Terry. Yeah. Excellent. All right, Nancy. Okay. So, Ray, um, since Dan did bring up Erica Keller, you know, one thing is she came in, you know, with uh, a little bit of experience. She gained a lot of knowledge with ACB, learned a lot about it, a lot about with HR. And being she was younger, she saw an opportunity where she could grow in her HR tasks. And that's part of the reason she left ACB, you know, because we, there was nowhere for her to go. So again, like Dan said, is we were looking to get somebody who was more settled in, maybe had other commitments that they didn't want to work more than, you know, 40 or 30 hours a week. Um, I, I do think that is a good fit, but I will say that in talking to individuals, not only just with this HR role, but with the accountant position that we have open, mm-hmm. that in the last couple of years, a lot of salaries have skyrocketed. So mm-hmm. it has been challenging for us to be um, good stewards with our expenses 
and also to get somebody that um, has the experience that we need. So we're, we're sort of in a hard spot there. You know, nonprofits typically don't pay exactly what the going rate is. So, you know, I, we put, so I've, I've tried to put feelers out to see if there's, you know, somebody that has a connection with an HR person that's interested in it. Um, I'm hoping that there's one that I have right now that maybe will pan out. But again, we're having challenges with salaries just in general. And it's not just us. Um, there's other individuals or other companies that I've talked to that they're really having a hard time recruiting employees altogether. So it's just, just not us that's having a hard time with this. Dan, did you want me to talk a little bit about um, the financials from DC Leadership Conference? I think that would be great. Yes. Okay. Sure that. Yes. Okay. So our overall for the event, there was, I would say, a net loss of approximately $5,000. So I'm going to start at the top and look at registration. So registration includes the in-person registration, the virtual registration, the sponsorships that we had, and then individuals who paid for the guide dog relief area. So with those couple of areas, we took in twenty-two about $22,200. In corporate sponsorships, we took in a little over $20,000. So our total revenue was about $42,500. Then um, the expenses that we had, we had expenses for the banquet, which is lunches for Saturday and Sunday. There were translators. There was AV that we needed to pay um, for. And then we also had staff travel. So for those areas of expenses, that was about 19500 So the net for this one area or in this category was about $23,000. Then the next area that I looked at was tours. So there was tour revenue that we took in for the lunches for Thursday and Friday, and that was a little under $1,000. Then we had tour expenses, which was the bus the lunches for Thursday and Friday, and there were some fees for the tours, and then there was expenses associated with um, the individuals who had to go out and find the tours and to, um, you know, come into D.C. area to look at that. And so the subtotal for the tours with the revenue minus the expenses is a negative $8,500. So when I take the 22, about the 20. And then I think. To that, you know, this year we did five tours, you know, so we did a lot, including the all-day tour to uh, Mount Vernon. So I think that's part of what, you know, we had the conversation earlier, you know, plus the rally, which transportation for the rally. So, so all that was kind of included in the, in the, in the tour, not the rally cost, but the, but the buses was all part of this. So, so again, I think that's, you know, I think doing some tours is, is seemed to have value. Doing five was probably we we were a little more enthusiastic than we probably you know will will be in the future. <laughs> yeah. So for the the uh, the seminar itself and the tours, there was still we were still in the black of, of fourteen thousand four hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Then when you look at the rally, there was a a couple donations that were made to help cover the expenses. Then we had the rally reception. 
we had the ponchos, which I, I loved it because it kept me dry and warm. <laughs> and then we mm-hmm. had the rally tour, uh, rally coordinator. So when I looked at the money that the donations that were made and the expenses for the rally, the subtotal for the rally was, an, um, we were in the red about $19,500. And just, I want to follow up on something that in January, you guys approved up to $15,000 for the rally coordinator. So we were a little bit above that. So again, for overall, for the whole, Dan, do I want to say 18 days that we mm-hmm. had this event, we were in the red just about eight, about $5,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But part, of course, the rally is not something we would do every no. year. That was just a, a unique event. Yeah. But mm-hmm. and, well, and, and we didn't, we didn't know how much to budget for it. I mean, we exactly right. 4,000. And then, you know, we, we were, no, we were I think we did really well. Yeah. So only five grand in the red total. I think that's pretty awesome. I, yeah. I think we did pretty amazing considering all that we did and, and we've mm-hmm. learned a lot. We had never, you know, this was a, you know, for mm-hmm. this board, at least and this staff was a new experience. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yes. And all I, right. And I talked about, we talked about certification already. So we're nearing mm-hmm. the end and Dan and I had a discussion a couple of days ago and there were about 30 affiliates that hadn't paid yet. We are down to, 16. Yeah. Just so, yeah, just so everybody knows there has been a personal phone call that has gone out to every affiliate president mm-hmm. whose yes, affiliate has not paid yet. <laughs> Ray. Oh man, Ray. <laughs> Ray, Ray, you got like you got a couple of shots there. Just, I and Ray name. confession doesn't make it any better. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but we got but we got the issue resolved and it was okay. uh, the right. person that was supposed to do it didn't get the email. So we can okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, this is this yeah. is Doug. I, I I agree with Ray on that last comment. Um I, I'm, I'm also a, mem- a, a president of two affiliates and had no idea that I, that I was supposed to pass that email along. So I, I would hope in the future that near the top of that email um, that it, it be it, that it be expressed that that needs to be passed on to the treasurer, whoever's, you know, whoever's paying the bill. Um, yeah, I, I just found I thought that was informational. And, you know, I thought that either my AMMS representative or my treasurer, which is the same thing in, in most cases, um, had received a copy of it and they had not. So um, I was just sitting on it. So that, that's part of the, I, I think in the future we can be a little bit more streamlined in how that all occurs. Yeah. And this is Donna as an AMMS person. And who is not a president of the affiliate that I do the AMMS for, <laughs> I did not get the email. And I had to call the president okay. only because I'm a president of another affiliate. And I got our email, of course, passed it on immediately to our treasurer because I knew to do that. Yeah. But I'm, so I, I was just like, Doug, I got the emails, but I, I didn't. Well, I, I contacted our president. I'm like, where where's this email? What do I so, have to do? Yeah. There, there, there's, yeah. A, there's a learning opportunity. Here. Yes. So, exactly. yes. <laughs> so what we'll try to do is we'll try to say this isn't just informational, but that some of the challenges Someone are needs is, to make action. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Because some of the challenges are is we can give it to the MMS person, the records person, and they don't pass it on. We can give it to the president and they don't pass it on. So, and then we also have some people that call and say, don't give it to anybody else, but send it to somebody mm-hmm. else. So mm-hmm. we, I would say we also get confused as to really who we're supposed right. to be reaching out to, to 
to, to let them know how much money is owed. Right. But this is just partly training and, and just making sure that people, whoever receives it, that you do owe this, you need to connect with whoever in your affiliate does it. And I don't know, that will be obvious to some people and obviously not for some. So, so I think we just need to communicate on it and that's good. And everybody's confessing and, and we love you, but send in your money, guys. <laughs> <laughs> As a, if you're interested in paying by credit card, mm-hmm. we are out of our office by at five o'clock on Friday. So we won't be there at six o'clock on Friday. We will not be on there Saturday to take your credit card information. <laughs> and if you need orientation about when Friday is, it's uh, still Wednesday, but not much longer. It's only Tuesday. <laughs> it's Tuesday. Oh, no. See? There you go. I, I'm trying to get this money in, guys. I'm telling them it's Wednesday. Don't mess with me. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, if this meeting went into Wednesday, we may not elect you president. <laughs> there you go. And, and, All right. Nancy, do you have any more details on the move? I know you've been helping I, uh, coordinate. Mm-hmm. Uh, from. I do. So I came How are in the muscles? I came, well, you know what? I came in on Monday and Sharon and Caitlin had done a lot of work with getting a lot of the stuff packed. And then when I came in here on Monday, it was myself and Kelly and Caitlin and Sharon. And we just started at one end of the one yeah. end of the place and we just started packing. And we we got a lot of packing done. I'm very happy with where it's at. Tomorrow they're moving us over there and hopefully we'll have internet. We can just sort of set up on mm-hmm. tomorrow afternoon and Thursday and then they can get back to work on Monday. So it's going mm-hmm. very well so far. You Good. couldn't ask for That's something great. better. We yeah. we did a little we did a little op, uh, cleaning up. We had cleaning opportunities also. So mm-hmm. moving sometimes is good. Yes, yes, excellent. Okay. Yeah, I know well, Sharon was pretty fun. enthused the other night when she was talking about it. So yeah, Chris. So I I didn't realize that we have to be in one space for a period of time and then move upstairs. What's the what's the story on that? It sounds like moving again almost. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Mm -hmm. So the space that we were moving, we are moving into as a permanent space is one that was being demoed and going to be built for us. And they're just, um, it's on a brand new floor. So I believe what they're doing is they're going to end up um, demoing the whole floor at the same time and getting everybody's rooms done at the same time. Mm -hmm. So there Mm -hmm. was an opportunity that they could not get it done in time. We could have went somewhere else until they had it done but the um place that we're going to said you know what we have an open space that we can put you guys in (laughs) until the new space is ready and they are paying for any duplications of our costs so they're going to pay to have somebody move us upstairs they are paying they are paying to get our internet up and running in the new space um Mm -hmm. yeah And, and so you know, I, I think this was the best arrangement so we can now have our sure. new address. Uh, you know, folks can get their, you know, their spots. They get, get acclimated to, you know, the new location as far mm-hmm. as it's right by the metro stop and all that. So all that goodness is is there. Unfortunately, we're going to have to move upstairs one floor one more time. But uh, I think they're going to be really judicious. A lot of the boxes, I think, are just going to stay packed, you know for the move upstairs, especially things like, you know, the catalog of all the historic Braille forums, both in Braille and large print and a lot of those things that don't need to be 
you know, unpacked just to be repacked again in, in a few months. So all that yeah. stuff that Connie's working on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and really, uh, you know, again, maybe we could have a board working session and move you guys upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and really kudos to Nancy, uh, to, for really working, uh, you know, to, to make sure we, we, we drew a, a, a good, a good bargain here for ACB. So mm-hmm. while we're in that space, uh, we're not having to pay. And I think that puts pressure on them to get our permanent space done because they mm-hmm. want to get rent from us, you know, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And will we have the same mailing address? Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. We don't have to change the mailing address, but Chris, you bring a very good point. Kelly and team community, the communications team is working about updating our address. We'll obviously, you know, forward mail for the next 18 months and, and have some time to, to work at updating those addresses. But for each of you, uh, you know, give us a week or so, but then if you see things, you know, with our older, it's everywhere, you, you know, mm-hmm. places you can't even imagine that it is. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you discover uh, documents or pages, uh, letters, anything that has our, our old address on it, please bring it to, to Kelly's uh, and Caitlin's attention as soon as possible so we can get it changed. Mm-hmm. All okay, right. Great. I think, um, we're good. Uh, Madam President, this is our executive All director's right. report for tonight. And I'm a quick study, so now I will ask for a motion to accept oh, the staff move. report. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ray moves and Connie seconds acceptance of the uh, staff reports. And all in favor? Aye. 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 And opposed? All right. If you are opposed, by the way, the, the result is that you have to go move the rest of the staff. So. <laughs> just want to just want to let you know that I've got targets lined up for all of these. No problem. All right. Um, the next item that we have on our agenda is um, a penny reader for the Board of Publications. And I, I since we actually had a pretty full report in March, I um, asked her to focus in this evening on the candidates forum and such. So uh, since some of our future candidates are here, <laughs> I figured it was a good time to to kind of remind you all. And so uh, Penny will remind you about the process for that. <laughs> so uh, we want to encourage everyone who wants to run for an office to uh, start thinking about it and start thinking about it quickly. Um, uh, the Board of, Board of Publications for many years now has sponsored a candidate page, actually candidate pages within the Braille Forum. Um, and all the information about those pages, including all the questions that you're going to need to answer if you decide to run, that's all in the April Braille Forum. Katie wrote an article. I think it's about the fourth article down on the table of content. Uh, so you can refer to that. The questions are actually the same questions you have answered for many years, so it shouldn't be too hard. Um, And those responses are due to Sharon by the 15th of May. And then um, we will be uh, posting the responses, uh, making that available to everybody in ACB on a number of lists uh, on June the 1st. And of course, it'll also be in the June Braille Forum. Um, Also, if you decide to run and you fill out the candidates' pages information, you have an opportunity to 
produce a short um, audio file, which ACB Media will then run during the month of June leading up to election time. So we really encourage everybody to do that. Um, and the candidates forum will be an in-person, I mean, well, it'll be uh, available on Zoom. And the forum will be on June the 14th. So that gets you all ready for running. And we encourage everyone to run for whatever office you uh, believe you're qualified for. Um, other things that are going on in the Braille and the Board of Publication, uh, we're finishing up our uh, process for determining the winners of all of our awards. Um, we have to have those in pretty soon. Um, I have actually finally read all the nominating <laughs> articles, and there were more than 60 of them. Um, and now my problem is that too many of them have threes on my little individual record. And three is the best possible score. So I'm going to have to eliminate a few of the threes. But that's a good, pro a good um, problem mm -hmm. to have. Um, at convention, the name of the convention newspaper is going to be the Schomburg Standard. Um, so that'll be pretty exciting. And the Board of Publications is going to have one event at convention. It's going to be on Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Central Time. And we hope everybody will come and get to know us and allow us to get to know you. And I think that might be all my report. One more thing. Um, I know Anthony has three new member at the mics lined up for um, our blog. And so that'll be fun for everybody to listen to. So thank you very much. If you have any questions, mm -hmm. uh, let me know. Thank you. It Penny, this is Donna. Six sixty seems like a lot of application uh, letters, or what are applicants, or is that that seems? Well, you know, everything no, it's in the articles. Braille forum. Yeah, oh, the, oh, the Braille, Braille forum thing. Yeah. So, so it's yeah. everything yeah. not um, written by the by the BOP yes. or past winners, or and <laughs> uh, we've had a lot of articles this year. One of the things you know that the Braille forum has done is grown um, in size. And, um, you know, it went from 48 pages a couple of years ago to 64 for the e-forum versions. And so we get, um, in fact, we have a surplus of articles. We are now having to periodically just have a potpourri issue where all That's the overflow. That's going to be July. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so wow. it, it's, it, we really get a lot of submissions and the themes um you know we've had some amazing theme issues that the bop has had and well, so yeah, I was it's huge say the themes i think brings out other it does other write articles and so we're mm -hmm. so excited we get so many yeah. writers and yeah. so uh, yeah mm -hmm. it's, it's it's not a bad problem to have um, <laughs> no, because the real form is not only grown in in size it's also really growing in quality every month too Mm -hmm. so, thank you all yeah. very much. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Penny. That's great. So we You're all welcome. need to do a little writing assignment if we are going to be running for something. And um, please do, because it's a really wonderful opportunity to share with our men our members. And we don't have all the caucuses to run around in the hotel for anymore. 
which I think is sort of sad, actually. So, um, it but is. this, yeah, it is. But this is this is you're you're going it's to do only this. moderately sad. Uh, yeah, only <laughs> moderately sad. Yes. <laughs> the worst, the worst ones though were you guys in Washington though, because uh, yes, when we, we you, you guys would eat breakfast. breakfast and we'd be yes. like, oh, it smells yes. so good. Yes, yes, and it's seven in the morning and you had trouble finding it because it was one of those rooms you'd never been to before. Yes, oh, yes. yes, I know. <laughs> I know. I do know. Oh, gosh. Yeah, great stuff. Okay. Thank you so much, Penny. All You're right. Welcome, and, Madam Yes, Chair, yes, yes. I move approval of the BOP report. Thank you. Uh, thank and you, Denise D. moves and somebody will second. Donna. Second. Donna. Donna. Donna seconds the, the uh, BOP report. Thank you very much. And all in favor of accepting Penny's report, please. Aye. Aye. All right. And any opposed? Okay. They're learning fast. They're good. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Penny. That's that's great. Um You're doing welcome. good work. Good work over there. All right, T. Um, so next we come to um some uh work for the um ACB uh Enterprise and Services um uh board. And so let's see, I've done this with y'all before, but I can't remember. Do we have to like go into recess so yeah. we can convene I, that? Right. Is that right, David? Yeah, I will move. We go into resource recess as the board and into the open ACBES board. And I'll second mm. it. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. That's uh, Ray. Uh, I'm sorry, David. I'm really getting uh, David. Uh, don't, don't, don't raise him to such a high level. Deb. I, I understand. Oh, I got oh. it. I, oh. <laughs> All right. We got David and we've got Jeff uh, seconding uh, to that, that transition. Um, any discussion? Hopefully not. Thank you. All in favor of recess on the main meeting and opening the ACBES board meeting. Aye. 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 And anybody opposed? I don't know what happens to you if you vote no on that one. I haven't decided. <laughs> All right. Uh, Michael Garrett is... one of the stores. Oh, that's right. Merchandise at the stores. Oh, merchandise at the store. All right. Thank yeah, you so much. I'll, I'll, take your, I'll take your lead on that, Deb. Yeah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So let's see. Michael, are you going to lead us in this discussion? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so thanks everybody. Uh, uh, and uh, the, the reason for this particular meeting is that, uh, in the midst of all of the uh, changing of hats and roles in in, in ACB, uh, Dan Spoon was was a member of the ACBES board, and in his new position, that leaves us undermanned. Uh, and on the on the ACBES board, the current members uh, consist of David Trot, Jeff Tom, mm -hmm. Kim Charlson, and George Holiday, along with myself. So we need another member of the ACB board to fill out uh, Dan's position and. Uh, we have another another non non affiliate uh, position that we're we're still trying to to fill out, but we we do want a member of the ACB board to fill out this particular position. So, among yourselves, mm -hmm. think about your propensity to 
<laughs> That's really painful. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Do we get any freebies? <laughs> your, your interest in shopping and uh, uh, wanting good merchandise, uh, although it's, we say, gently used, uh, <clears throat> getting the, those, looking for the best way to serve our customers and and to help our staff serve our customers well. Bring your thoughts, your ideas. Those are the criteria I want you to think about. So, um, Mike, we'll take, Michael, we'll take uh, yes, sure. Terry, Michael, can I just ask you a question? How long is uh, is Dan's term remaining? Uh, let's see, Nancy and I talked about this. Who, who was up here? Oh, uh, I think my term was due to be up fairly soon, if I remember the, correctly. Um, I think, yeah, you, we, we, we rotate three members each year, and I think memory serves Dan. Dan was coming up in October. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I yeah, think October. Dan is October. I, I think it was twenty one, so it'd be it's like two year terms, right? So it'd been right. a, yeah, it a fall of twenty three. Yeah. Right. right. So it's pretty short. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then but, they could be appointed again. Um, and, and I and I believe by our constitution it has to be a board member because we yeah. I think if okay. we require four Mm -hmm. uh, four of the members of ACBESB from the ACB board. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so we do and, need and, and a board Michael member. Michael and George are not ACB board members, so right. You've right. Got to, we, this would have to be a board. Have to be a board member. Okay. Yes. All right. I have another question. Is the president uh, uh, traditionally one of those people who uh, who uh, is on the board? No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Although the last couple of presidents have been, yes. Well, been. let's say him wasn't when she was president. She came no. on after. Mm -hmm. That's true. So actually, yeah. Dan is the first one in probably fifteen years that I can think of. And I was on the board before I became president. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's no precedent there, right? I'm resigning all over the place. It's you just are. <laughs> I'm gonna have to talk to you about this. Oh, it's such a nuisance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. We just so didn't think I'll, of all the I'll consequences. Entertain, I'll entertain a motion for, or uh, the floor is open for nominations. Uh, <laughs> everybody. Don't everybody speak at once. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, is, this is Connie. This is Connie. If I can speak, I—I I mean, I not that I need another position, but I—I I do love um, shopping. I love secondhand shops, but mm -hmm. I mean that—that's one of my favorite things to do is to go through shopping. <laughs> um, so I—I I would be willing to assist with that if if we. This is Rachel. I'd be willing to serve too. And this is Terry, and I would be willing to serve as well. I have a better than 16 years of retail sales experience. Okay. Okay. So we have several candidates. All right. How do we, we have, how do we want to kind of handle this? I'm not sure the best way to do this. Um, 
have we have three candidates. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. So, um, how do we vote, guys? How do we do this? Um, I'm not sure the best way to. Um, could, could we, well, we well, raise our hands? We all have Zoom. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We certainly could do that. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, we'll ask uh, Nancy to be the hand counter. Yes, she's she's our traditional make supervisor sure of yes. elections. Yes, she's our yes, exactly. Are all hands elections. lowered? Make, make sure we're all <laughs> Nancy, lowered. have we settled? Yes, yes, have we settled? All right. The, the so, other thing before we vote, guys, that yes. everybody to know, this is a daytime meeting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So you do have to be available during the day. We we meet during the day. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that? okay for all three of you and it's not an excessively long meeting maybe 90 minutes at the most just Mm -hmm. to keep it in perspective it is in the daytime how how often how often often do you meet quarterly quarterly okay oh okay yeah so that commitment's not too bad and michael maybe just share a little bit besides understanding retail there the the board is deciding on on what policy and lease contracts and, mm-hmm. and uh, employee compensation and different things like that, right? So, you know, just maybe to give everybody a, a little mm-hmm. bit more it's of a, a background. It's a, it's a business. It, you're, you're, you're running a business. All right. Running a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I threw the, the, the shopping thing in there because that hopefully that was, you know, that was to perk you, <laughs> perk you up, but, but you're running a business. I'm I'm fine with all those commitments. I used you know used to run a business myself, so okay. I, I have no problems. All right. Okay. And Terry, are you okay with all that? I'm fine for the exact same reason. Okay. And Rachel, are you okay with all that? Um, what time of day did you say it was generally? Afternoon, usually. Yeah, I could probably do that. Yeah. Kind of like one or two Eastern, usually. I can something. just take my lunch time and do that. So. Okay. All right. Jeff's hand up. Jeffrey, you wanted to talk? He's practicing. You can't vote, vote yet. No. <laughs> okay, I will lower his hand, okay? Yeah, yeah. He's recalcitrant. I don't know. <laughs> okay, all hands are lowered right now. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so let's, let's go in reverse order. May I ask a question just for oh. clarification? Oh, <laughs> does does it require a majority, or so, or does the oh, one with the most votes win? I just want to. I don't know what the rules require. That's a very good point. Actually, do we know? I think it's the person with the most votes. I don't ever recall that we. Of course, we haven't had such a hotly contested race for quite some time. Right, so. right. I think Kim's right. I've, I've read the bylaws and I don't remember anything in there that says majority. We have to have, okay. Someone has to have the most. The highest number of votes, I guess. Right, okay. All right, if we're agreeable to All that, right. go ahead. Mm-hmm. So let's let's go in reverse order. Uh, I think Terry was the, the last person who who mm-hmm. put her name up. All in favor, Terry Pacheco, raise your hand. And hold the count, Nancy.
Okay. I have my number. Okay. Lower their hands. <laughs> Lower the hands. I think I have to do each one separately here. Okay. I am ready, Michael. All right. The next person was Rachel Schroeder. In favor. Okay, let me lower hands next. Okay. Okay. Your number? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, next. And for Connie. Beaver? Okay, I have got the number. Okay. Do you want me just to... And do the heavy math there. So do you want me to say who mm -hmm. the one that... Do you want me to give the numbers for each one of them or just say who the person who received the most votes? You usually disclose all the votes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we'll start from Terry. Terry received five votes. Rachel received four votes. And Connie received three. Okay. Welcome, Terry. Congratulations, Terry. Terry, thank you. And, All right. And we have a and we have a meeting on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you you get thrown into it right away. That's right good. Away. Excellent. Right away. All right. All right. Now, Michael, so, tell us about the other the the there is a, another position that at some point needs to be filled right and what's the story on that one well what what we what we're hoping for is someone it 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 can be someone within ACB but what we're hoping for is someone with retail experience uh who who can give us uh expertise sort of from the outside or from a different angle mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. come in and, and help us uh, just make sure that, that uh, we're, we're competitive. Now, one of the things I think has, has happened to us, our good fortune is Chris Sawyer. Right. Has, I mean, yeah. Has wonderful uh, experience in the retail. Well, not only just retail business, mm -hmm. but in, in the right. thrift store. He has made some marvelous changes, mm -hmm. and we're seeing the fruit of those changes uh, day by day. So, so, but you know, if there's somebody else that has a, a, another angle that that can help us uh, get the word out, get more people in the stores, that's what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. So you kind of need more of a communications person because Chris is actually helping you with the sort of the how to plan what you're going to sell and how to sell it, but maybe marketing is what you're looking for. If that, if that person can fit mm -hmm. what we do, yes, by all means. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, we need to keep that in mind and work on that and um, see what resources we can find because I would like to have all the positions filled. 
I actually have somebody that, that I'd like to recommend. He's actually one of our people. I won't go into his net worth, but I will tell you that not only has he been a blind vendor for many years and is beginning to close that out, he's opening a lot of micro markets. Uh, he's, he's very good at what he does. He's also good in the investment area. Uh, he could actually just do investing and not even bother with the micro markets anymore, but you know, he wants to work and he was a board member at one time and his schedule was such that he couldn't run again. And I've talked with him about it and, uh, he's open for it. He's very energetic. Uh, and he, he's, he's always learning about business, uh, and moving forward. And that's Michael Talley. Mm-hmm. Well, David, I'd like to talk to him. Okay. Bring that, bring that back before the board. So right. Okay. If, if yeah. you could, if you could facilitate uh, a hookup, that would be I great. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about this position, I believe I'm right that the, this position is not actually voted on by the, by the board, but by the, I think the by the ACBES board. Ah, yeah. got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Jump in for Jeff. If there are no other questions, that I'd like to, Michael. Mm-hmm. Michael, if oh, I could jump. Sure. I could jump in for just a minute. I couldn't get myself unmuted before. I just want to mm-hmm. thank you, and I look forward to working with all of you on the ACBES board. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, w- welcome, Terry. Yeah. Yay. I will, um, I will move that we uh, return to the ACB board meeting. All right. Is there a second? Second. Okay. It's been moved and seconded. Who's my we... second? Who's my second? David. Thank David. you. Been moved and seconded that we uh, close the uh, adjourn the ACBES uh, board meeting and resume the ACB board meeting. All in favor? Aye. 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 And Aye. any opposed? Otherwise, we'll be stuck in the ACBES board meeting all night. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much, Michael, and thank you everyone for that, and thank you, Terry, for. Uh, coming for, and all of those who came forward to serve. That was great to have a bunch of people want to. So thank you all very much and uh, excellent deal. All right. Um, so that completes that. Um, hold on. All right. The uh, last thing before the executive session is any uh, committee or officer liaison reports. And again, please keep this to the high points, um, stuff that uh, headlines would be the the kind of the uh, EOS term for this. So um, we're not going to spend a lot of time this meeting on that because we will do that in detail in June. But um, did if I, there... Did I go to David, school? We forget huh? the board expectations. We forget what? what? Uh, the, what we expect of board members at convention. 
You know, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I did. I did miss that. I had that on my notes. Let okay, me I do that. that let's go ahead and do the committee reports. Then I'm going to do the board expectations, and then we're going to go into the executive session. So thank it, you, David. I knew I missed is, something. This is Donna, just real quick. Everybody yeah. sign up for the ACB walk and register your teams, and let's help raise at least $62,000 for ACB and your affiliates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I'm so, done. That, that's all. So I uh, is, is the walk registration part of the convention registration again this year? Can you register that way? Or do you have to go online and do it? They will need to go online to do it. There should be, mm-hmm. there, there, there should, should be a link to the online. Uh, it, it, yes. it gets confusing when you register on on the walk because then like nancy yes. they have to pull it out then they have to yeah. get in touch with the walk committee and we have to f- decide right. if they want to join a team and right I, no i i can yeah, yeah. So no i get all that i get all that no matter how we do it it's, it's a little cumbersome perhaps for people so but every year i yeah. also get a lot of feedback from people who have a lot of difficulty doing the walk page how I, are we coming on that uh, <laughs> Yeah, the walk page is not the easiest thing to do. It's doable. And I, I, Nancy and I are uh, are trying to work with the company, and I I don't know why we can't seem to get anywhere. I I, I really don't. I I just anyway, we're trying. Yeah, because I really get a lot of feedback. About I I, that I do too. Yeah. I, I mean, so, I, you know. So what's interesting is is. We have had, I think in my time that I've been here, I think we have had three or four different walk sites that we've used. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them says they're accessible. Oh, sure. And when you guys go to put stuff in there, it isn't. So mm-hmm. our answer isn't just to move to a different um, right. platform right. because we yeah. will experience the same problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I want to try to, because I just... Um, sponsored somebody in in a, a walk for some um, health organization mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. and and it was a different site. I, I want to find that again and just okay. send it on to you, Nancy, for you to look okay. at it sometime in your spare time. Mm-hmm. Okay, no problem. I'll do that too in the morning. Mm-hmm. And sure, sure. That, that's yeah. probably when I'll send it to you too. In my spare there time. you go. Well, one thing I think that would help because I've actually done it, and I do know that a lot of people would have trouble. But if we can even provide um, a, a good set of instructions, and one of them is maximize your browser because the browser is if it doesn't come maximized, which it doesn't always do on its own, it, the page will operate differently and not quite correctly so um so if we can go through and actually um maybe provide some feedback on how to do this might be helpful well yeah and what's good now is on the walk committee not only do we have before we were all blind people i mean like totally blind screen reader users Mm -hmm. we do now have two low vision people so we can do I have, I have thought, I have thought yeah. Deb about writing some, but I just haven't gotten around yeah, to doing it. No, yeah. we we started to do it last year, and, and then mm-hmm. we didn't finish, and mm-hmm. and then I was hoping, you know, because I actually sure. was working with the company, I was hoping we could resolve stuff, and and we have not. Okay. okay. They yeah. thought just by putting some kind of button there, which Jaws never called it a button, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Which, yeah. It. I'm like, well, it's not a button to the screen reader, so it might be yeah. a button to you. But Yeah, it looks like a button, but it's not coded no. as a button. Yeah, so anyway. Right, right. Nope. Okay. All right. Well, this thank you. Annie, I, I have a suggestion. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's accurate or not, but I know the Blighting, Fighting Blindness Foundation 
does a lot of walk type fundraisers exactly like ours. I don't know what company they use, but it might be worth checking out. And okay. what is it? What what the Fighting, fighting Blindness Foundation? Is it is it the RP one? Is it the Foundation yeah. Fighting Blindness? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. FFB. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they do about 30 walks a year, so they, they might goodness. be better at it. Yeah. <laughs> They're definitely up and moving, I see. Our yeah. local ACB chapter uh, participated in one a few years ago, and I don't think people had trouble filling okay. out the form. So. Okay. okay. Thank All you. right. Well, thank, thank you, you for that. Okay. All right. Anyone else with um, important report information? I opened up a can of worms. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> That'll teach them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any Anyone else have something they'd like to share with the board now? And the walk is super relevant because the, because the, um, uh, so, um, Dan, do you feel a need to mention the auction? <laughs> oh, I most certainly do. Yes, I, I didn't know if I had the right to do that. I think you do. Director, but uh, yes, the, uh, you know, uh, please get all your descriptions in. I believe uh, May 1st is the deadline for the descriptions and uh, and then, you know, trying to get everything up and running by by the end of uh, by the end of uh, by the end of May. Uh, mm-hmm. So it can all get posted out to the website. So I think uh, yeah. last I heard from Les, I think we're up to like 110 items. So we're, oh God, we're we'll be at it forward. all night. <laughs> yeah, well, Jeff's part of the part part of the committee. But mm-hmm. I, you know, please, please, please uh, reach mm-hmm. out if you know, any affiliates who haven't participated yet. Uh, get your get your mm-hmm. information to the to the auction committee. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Good. Thank you so much. Okay. Anything else going going gone on this topic? All right. I wanted to, and I I had it down here in my report, and then I was so nervous I just skipped it. Um, So anyway, um, I wanted to talk, though, just really briefly about um, uh, really asking the board to make every effort you can to be part of the events where we are uh, honoring or featuring or whatever people. So what that means in real life um, is the scholarship reception um, and the DKM reception and uh, that sort of those two in particular, because um, we need to, uh, these are opportunities to, in the case of the scholarship winners, this is an opportunity to meet them. It's an opportunity to uh, welcome them and encourage them to participate. And um, in in the DKM, of course, it's definitely an opportunity to, to uh, congratulate and support um, people who we've uh, chosen to uh, go to be in that process. And I, I think it um, makes a huge difference. And so I really want to ask you, I know that we all have a lot of commitments. We all have places we have to be during the convention and stacked on stacks of such things. But um, if it, I really want to um, implore you to please do that. Um, we don't have time to quite organize this up this year the way I'd like, but next year I really want to actually um, have sort of, um, particularly around scholarship winners, I, I want to have sort of some relationship building so that um, assigned people are actually spending 
uh, time with uh, scholarship winners um, and that those get sort of profiled out and figured out. And so next year, um, we're going to be asking uh, you and I, I think we'll be talking with Kenneth about some of his DKM people and, and other people that might be connected in some way to the convention who, who could be part of part of this and really making sure that for the couple of days that we have scholarship winners in particular on site that we are really making sure that we in, are engaged with them so they're not just all engaged with each other um, and we know our students and our next gen do uh, some of this but i think we want to extend that out further in terms of yeah. um, exposure. Ray, did you have something? Yes, I do, actually. Um, I also would like to ask all of you to, as much as possible, to support, there's only a couple of sessions, but some of the leadership training work that our Borough mm -hmm. Collar Leadership Training Committee, and the reason I'm mentioning that in particular mm -hmm. is, you know, these are people that are coming to these sessions that are new leaders. They're 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 mm -hmm. learning their journey in leadership, and it's great to, for them to hear from people who have kind of made that journey. You know, all mm -hmm. of us as board members, and so mm -hmm. it's just a good chance for them to pick our brains and you know mm -hmm. to 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 you know for us to be supportive of them and to help mm -hmm. them in any way we can on their journey. So that's just mm -hmm. another thing that sure. I won't use the word implore, but uh, if you can do it, mm. uh, it'd certainly be great. Mm -hmm. well, to piggyback that, some of you may be asked to be a part of the first session. <laughs> Okay. I don't know exactly yet, but mm -hmm. so all be right. ready. Okay, okay. So, That's are these good. all in person th things or are some of them virtual? Those are pretty much hybrid or virtual, aren't they? The Borough Collie is going to be hybrid. Yeah. Um, and then the, the receptions the, are in the person. The receptions are in person. Right. So anything I said that has to do with a reception is in person okay. only. Mm -hmm. And that brings me kind of to my last comment on this, and you don't need to tell me now, but I actually would like to know uh, which which of any of you are not going to be um, in person at at the convention. And the reason for that is also just so I can kind of think about what the resources are for different things that, um, you know, we might need or we might want to grab you for either direction. So, um, uh, cause we, we know from last year that there were plenty of at home things to do. So, um, if, uh, if you are not coming, I'm going to kind of go with the default that you are. But if you are not coming to the convention, I'd appreciate if you'd let me know uh, as soon as you know that. So if you already do, then you're late at letting me know. So no, seriously, if you can let me, if you can let me know when you do know, um, I, I'll really appreciate that because it will help sort of my my thinking um, around that. Now the board meeting will be hybrid. Um, regardless of where we are all uh, located at that moment. I'm actually going to leave on Tuesday in the hope that I'm actually there by Friday. So <laughs> you, my flight story is really terrible. So um, so I, uh, if I'm not there, then you can put me down on the list that is not there, but I'll be trying. Um, so anyway, so uh, that's all I had on that. Any Chris, yes. Yeah, I'll just tell you that uh, I I will only be partly present and virtual 
for the board meeting because it's my father's 101st birthday. Oh, and, wow. Uh, oh, wow. Wow. I'm be there for wow. Her, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I thought I was doing good. My dad will be 92 n- next week, so I thought I was doing good, well, but you got good. him beat. Yeah. You got him beat. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Before we move on, uh, yes, I, I don't know that we decided yet, uh, and we may have. I, I wasn't clear that day, but we mm-hmm. talked about Giver's reception. That's another one we probably need to be, you know, have people at for the major givers. Um, oh, the annual giving society. Annual reception. Gi- yeah, the annual yeah. giving society I, reception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And we decided just to go with one. Did we not? Yeah. I believe it's uh Saturday at four o'clock. Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. Very good. All right. Um, yeah, I didn't list that one on my list because I wasn't quite sure uh, on the protocol. But that's on that by one, invitation so. only, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so I don't think we can just show up at that otherwise, Kent. So, I mean. Uh, but before in the past, we've asked the board, some of the board and the officers if they could to drop in. Of course, okay. most of us are on that list. I was well, going to say, yes. most yeah. of us. Yeah, can. yeah. So, so let's just say that if you're not and you're asked that it, you please give it the highest consideration. And we'll, mm-hmm. we'll just go with the process that's in place. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, anything else about that? All that. What about the life members reception? Well, again, the life members will include a lot of us. And so you go, you go to that based on being a life member. I'm not sure that we necessarily need other people to go th- to that. I don't think have we've ever really. No, we just, need to encourage, yeah. we just need to encourage people to do it from the Well, if, if you are, if you are a life member, already. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's covered. Uh, what I'm mostly concerned about are the ones that you might not be connected to at all if you're not on those committees. And I think those are primarily the scholarship reception and the DKM reception. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, especially scholarships, because these are people that are a lot of them outside of ACB. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you can. Mm -hmm. Yes. So if you can, um, please, please do that. And then um, we'll we'll deal with that. But that's why I'm mentioning those is not just everything that we'll have representation representation at already anyway. Do we know when like the scholarship and the DKM reception are so that we can make sure we don't register for things over them? Yes. Well, first of all, you will, because they are listed on the uh, registration form, even though they are not open to everyone, but, um, but they, they should be listed. I can send those items out uh, if they're not, but I believe they are actually on there. So, mm-hmm. um, um, but the so, DKM one should be because you buy it. That one's that. open. Yes, that yeah. one's you open. Have to pay so, for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that mm-hmm. one's open, and that one is Wednesday. We moved the time. Uh, that one is Wednesday at uh, five thirty, um, okay. and the scholarship one is Monday, Friday. Friday. What time, Denise? No, it's Monday. Monday. That's right. The scholarship is Monday at what time? Monday at 5.30. And Monday at 5.30. Okay. okay, so Monday at 5.30 and Wednesday at 5.30. Okay. Got I'm it. Right there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Madam yes. President. Yes. This is Kenneth. Uh, we have one more reception, or it's called an afternoon tea that oh, we're the asking tea. our board to really consider showing up for. That's for our mentoring 
uh, program. I forgot okay. about that. I <laughs> forgot. I forgot about that too. I mean, Thank I remembered you. the tea, but I forgot. Yeah, that yeah, we but about the board, the board. right? Yeah. That's, yes. Yeah. We exactly. want to encourage board members to stop by. It's at two thirty p.m. Uh, on Monday, July the third. Yes. Um, so please consider uh, showing up. It'll be we're going to be uh, re- recognizing them uh, as we close out for the nine month pilot program. Oh yeah, it'd uh, be great if you could stop by. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Excellent. Okay, I think we got all the events, and thank you all very much. All right. Is there anything else before we go to executive session? And it will be short, I think. All right. Um, hearing I move nothing. That we, I move yes. we go into executive session. Second. All right. Second. Second. Okay. I'll, I'll, all right. I will disconnect the stream. Good night, everybody.